All right, the Cleveland Moto Podcast. Uh, we've got a, a real interesting crew today because we've got a special guest, and we'll get to that in a second. To my immediate left is... Pete Hempfling. And to his... John Cochran, Chrome, whatever. <laughs> the man. <laughs> the one, the only. The man, the beard, the legend. And to his left? Dustin. And to his left? Johnny MC Elfresh. <laughs> <laughs> MC Elfresh, that's cool. And to his left? Kurt Edwards. Hey, Kurt Edwards is here. Uh, man, I'm glad you're on the podcast because we've been talking about it for a long time. Yeah. Uh, we've. Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking that maybe Kurt and I met at a, a meeting of the uh, Jackie Van Ham Appreciation Society. <laughs> That's highly likely. It might have been, but uh, <clears throat> but I actually think it was when you were up in town getting Deb that uh, that well, Guzzi. Actually, the tie to the podcast. Yeah. Our Costco Saturday event, and when Deb's off work, is listen to Cleveland Moto mm. as we run all our errands. Listen to podcast. Yeah. Oh, so I was in Cleveland in the middle of the winter, mm. driving down the road. I saw Cleveland Moto. So that's a podcast, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I popped in, and by the time I left, he sold me a V7 special, and we came back up the next week and got it. See? Gateway drug. Gateway exactly. Drug. Yep. Absolutely gateway he's drug. He's an enabler all the way. Oh, I'm very, very bad at that. <laughs> he's um, not a motorcycle salesman. He's a motorcycle but pusher. We, you know, we clicked off, and we've stayed in touch. And yeah. Went to AMA Vintage Days a couple times together. We had a lot of fun. And Kurt's always fan. I mean, he's one of my favorite people to see at an event because he shows up with a guitar. <laughs> Sometimes. And a bottle of whiskey. Right. He showed up with a bottle of bourbon. He doesn't drink himself, but he knows we do. Absolutely. And that's super and cool. And a big box of donuts. <laughs> yeah. Guys, guys, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That, that's a, that's a yeah. Sunday after. Yeah. So we like uh, we love seeing Kurt around. He's always a good time. Wait a minute. And What's the 20 on the donuts? <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a little thing about that. Kurt <laughs> didn't get passed around. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? The, uh, this, uh, like this silly thing that we do. This kind of weird, it's not biker culture, it's just a thing. Like, it is. We're into some weird old bikes. And it's very fun to be able to click with certain people and then see them all the time. And fortunately, he's not so far away that we don't get to see him at a lot of events we do. So that's really, really cool. It is fun. Uh, I love AMA for that reason. It my, is really my cool. My Cleveland friends, my Cincinnati friends, my Indy friends, you know, they all kind of show up there and we have a ball. One of the best things we ever did mm-hmm. was start until my, we migrated our camp down to that corner. And that is the fun corner. That is the fun corner. And you're absolutely right. That <laughs> I was is talking fun. to a guy at a yeah, refinery. Fun corner or the mud corner. A guy at Wright Race's vintage dirt bike Both. today at a refinery in Pennsylvania. And he's saying, yeah, I go to AMA every year. I was like, you ever been back in the corner? He goes, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got a look on their face like, you would not believe the shit we saw go no down kidding. there. Yeah. We were talking about the one guy wore the singlet that whole year, running yeah. around on a little two-stroke. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, the it's a good time. Stanley. <laughs> there were these guys riding a snowboard on a milk crate, hitting people with a giant black dildo. <laughs> that's the fun corner. Yeah, yeah that's the one. That's the yeah. fun corner at AMA. It is a blast. I think it's true. If you probably went in there and you're just new and you didn't know anything, and you just walked up to anybody that works there and said, "Where's the fun corner?" I think they would send you right there. Yep, I don't think yep. there'd be any doubt in their mind. That's a fact. Well, the great thing now is there's right a there. beautiful marker. Oh, it's where that yellow school bus is. Oh yeah, and now there's a yellow school bus that camps across from us. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's in yellow school bus parking. Yeah, it's, it's educational. It is educational. <laughs> You're going to get an education. Yeah, take you to school. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> we'll take you to school. I wanted to give an update on our friend Adam Constantine. If you listen to the podcast, which I'm sure you do, um, the podcast we just dropped today, which you know this is the follow up for. In podcast 169, he was up here talking about his escape from Key West and all the trials and tribulations he made getting up here. Well, they pale by comparison to the trials and tribulations he's had going home. Oh God! He has. 
punched a hole in the side of the motor of that uh, Vanagon. Hey. I mean, a true, proper... Threw a rod through the block. Oh, yeah. tossed a rod. Yeah. And it it's is, a, I think we tossed a rod scenario. It's so, now an oil sight glass. He's been on three different rollbacks. He's been on three different rollbacks, and he's scavenging the world to try to find a motor to put in that thing. You know, because he's got a he's got a hole in the case that you could spit, stick a baby's fist through. Doesn't MP still st- make those things for mail order? No, it's a weird. That's called a water box. Yeah. Water oh, that's boxer. right. Yeah. that's right. That totally is a newer. Different uh, animal. Yeah, totally did, different animal. Did you see his live update today? I did. Just him roaming around a salvage yard. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it's a guy's place that's going to help him put the new motor in his. Oh, good for him. So yeah, he's he's he's, he's getting flapping it? it over there. Uh, South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. And it's exactly make, like halfway. Don't they, <laughs> exactly. Make, don't they make kits to, to shoehorn a subi in there? Well, the yeah, they do. Outdated. You can put a, really? a, a focus motor in there with the Ford. I think it's called the ZTEC, and it, it goes right in. You don't have to change it. Yeah, it's it's wow. doubles your horsepower. Is it inline doubles full? Your, yeah, doubles your dependability. <laughs> Yeah. It's a shame it didn't happen up here. We could have crawled over the fence off of Route 90, and that guy who has a whole yard of them. That's Chuck Spence. I know Chuck. I think there's two or three water boxers leaned up against that fence. Yeah. That orange one back there looks real promising. That's the old Crown Paint Factory with Chuck's yeah. building over there. Oh, yeah? And he's got 40,000 square feet under roof. Wow. 40,000 square feet. <laughs> so why does he have eight fucking Volkswagens out in the rain? That's the city of Cleveland in pound yard when cleveland tows yeah that's yeah. one of their places where they'll tow vehicles but okay he uses it as a personal like junkyard too well yeah <clears throat> the back area the good stuff's indoors Let's okay that way all right is he looking i mean because i need a i need a two thousand square foot storage opportunity you can talk to chuck he may be able to help you he out. might be my kind of guy yeah the uh i can put you in touch yeah that would be great so yeah he's, he's just had a hell of a time i mean really the poor son of a bitch, uh, yeah, he's just yeah. trying to get back to see how badly Hurricane Irma and fucked up his, his boats shit. Are still yeah, closed. he doesn't even know how bad he's fucked well, yet, his, really. His I mean. family went on ahead. Oh, yeah? So that was okay. good. That's smart. He didn't, he's, Rent not a car subjecting, or like that. he's not subjecting his, you know, his entire familial unit to <laughs> the longest trip ever, ever to yeah. get down south <laughs> and just having just sucks. nothing but hardship. And, you know, it was financially it was destructive for him to come up here to begin with for this uh, evacuation. Okay let alone now getting down there, is costing him. And he did no small amount of work to the clutch and the entire front end of that bus while it was here. Power steering pump. Everything. Everything. He went through the entire thing. Every time he turned around, he found another bad bearing. So Mm. the moral of the story is reliability is important in cross-country travel vehicles. (laughs) Um, All that quaint, quirky, look at how fun I, I am shit, that's best left local. And when you're trying to drag your family away from a hurricane... That's the time when it is really good. He tried. He tried, he to, tried to get the rental car. I, I would have said. Boned him. Yeah. Well, that's when you want an old Honda minivan that's relatively <laughs> yeah, <right>. reliable. <laughs> right. And basically you just ask around and say, who isn't leaving? Right. I'll protect your vehicle for the next two weeks. Yeah. Right. You with some, the element. Yeah. You with the element. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking your keys. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. He, he, did, uh, he was able to find some uh, recent satellite imagery. Of his area, and his yeah. sailboat is above water and still moored to the dock. Good for that, man. So that he doesn't know if there's yeah. like that's what kind of point. damage there is, right. but the boat is not sunk. Oh, it's, that's great. It's exactly where that's he good. left it, and that's, that's what he was living on. So yeah. yeah, that's his house. That's his home. Yeah, right. so that's as good as you're gonna get. And I saw there's some sort of new there's some sort of new uh, uh, package of relief available for people who live on their boats. 
So they're doing some kind of program, relief program for boat dwellers. So that's well, cool. him and his family had refugee status and were turned away at multiple hotels. I, I, when everything, you know, Dustin, you bring that up. Everything he had, the experience he had with the rental car agency in his neighborhood, where he has proven to be a customer there before, and they basically pulled his permit, they pulled his rental away from him so they could gouge him, take him up to a $3,000 bill. Mm-hmm. And getting turned away from hotels and everything else, all these experiences. And his insurance company saying, you're not going to be covered for this hurricane since because you called. Since you called. Since yeah. you called. Had you not called, we couldn't have changed your rates because we had no contact with you. Did I we say could, this was me? This isn't me. This right. is someone else. I'm sorry. This is you know, huh? George Constantine. So uh, Adam Constantinople. Adam right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's really. That makes me so sad to hear like everything that he's done. He's a fucking super nice guy, and that he sucks. really doesn't deserve any of it. So that's an update in case anybody listened to the podcast last week, wanted to know how things were working out for Adam. Forward he's, donations here. We'll send them to Adam. Still, <laughs> not bad. Fundraiser. Yeah, yeah. Send them to send them to the place where his house used to be. There you go. That, that spot in the water. <laughs> the uh, yeah. That's hole, what they say, hole in the water off the third dock. And the, right. A, a boat's a hole in the water. You pour that's your money into. My dad into, always right? say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's a yeah, hole in the water. water throw money yeah. into. Yeah. yeah. I think that's an accurate description. Uh, so, Kurt, you recently got a VMAX. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. Most of my life, I've been a road cruiser. Yeah, I'm not a dirt bike guy. I'm just I like to tour. Yeah, you're a tour guy, yeah. and I've never had a hot rod. Right. So and that's now you got one. I, yeah, <laughs> no shit. Stage seven, four into one. What? I mean, it's hot. It's, Holy shit! Yeah, this thing is it's it's pretty fun. Did We're, you buy it already? Yeah, so already done. Go? Already, and the guy's just completely gone through it. So it's, it's prime. Uh, is it a UFO or is it what kid is it? It's a K and N, I think. Stage seven. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, good for you. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's running like a top. I mean, yeah, it's a beast. They're insane. And he took the V boost off and did the power tube, so you got the through the whole RPM instead of waiting for six thousand. Right. Yeah, you're a V boost yeah. all the time. Yeah, exactly. Wow, it's like man. a four barrel. I mean, it's pretty awesome. That is a that's a hot, I mean, that is a shit hot bike. Well, Deb's Deb, Deb, Deb really the driver there. She's always wanted a VMAX, but they're a little bit too tall for her. Yeah, they are. So she in nursing school, Phaser was what she wanted. She wanted that seven hundred Phaser. Yeah, we've looked at a ton of them. So she found one a few weeks a few yeah. months ago up in Minneapolis. You've done a really good job with well, that. That was pr- I, that's like showroom bike. I didn't do anything. That thing's beautiful. A hopped uh, up V Max just it has a sound like sounds like a sounds small like a block like a small yeah. block Chevy yeah. or something. So as soon as we got that, I was like, okay, I need a V Max. <laughs> <laughs> you got your phaser. I'm and to qualify all my prefaces, all my comments, my wife's worse than I am. <laughs> Last night, well, uh-huh. that was Columbus. Two nights ago, I got. Look at this big bear Yamaha in Columbus. Are you going to go look at it while you're up oh there? Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's as bad as I am, yeah. so we have no filter. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys have been through a whack of bikes. Just Did trying you to find our that big Guzzi you got? That Moto Guzzi, uh The full fairing? Yeah, the yeah. Fairing yeah. yeah. You sold that? I sold that, and then I got the 96 uh, California. What model Guzzi was that? That was a California 3 1990. A 1990, okay. Yeah, yeah. carbureted 1100. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was... That was a beautiful. Well, that was before my knees. The thing making me mad, that was before my knees. Ergonomically, that bike killed me. Because. Yeah. And we did a thousand mile trip, and I came back and said, I just can't ride it. So right. I sold it. Wow, Gucci, you don't need to use pads on. <laughs> <laughs> then I did my knee replacement. So I was like, why did I sell that bike? Because oh, I loved yeah. that bike. Yeah, you did. You absolutely So then I went and got a California, which right. such just like that bike. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you've got the white cowboy California. Yeah. So you can see you coming. That that bike is. Yeah. Those are beautiful. Now, now, being a cruiser oh, guy now, I've had man. probably a hundred bikes in my yeah. lifetime. Um, 
about, well, when they had motoblot. Yep. I was going to go to the Virginia Guzzi Rally, tropical storm, rain, rain, rain. I'm not going to do that. Oh, it's sunny in Chicago. Yes, it is. Got up at 3.30 in the morning, drove to Chicago, hung out in the Kentucky Kickdown booth for about yeah. four hours, turned around, drove back home. Wow. 12 hours in the saddle. And I got home, I was like, where can I go now? Holy shit. I mean, shit. I just love that bike. Yeah. I love that bike. I did not have the same experience. I went to the AIM Expo last Thursday, mm-hmm. and I rode a V7 Mark III. Uh, you know, just, just bone stock bike Mary's right. been riding around on. Uh, it's got a lower gel saddle on it, which I was like, yeah, what the hell, I'll just leave it on. You know, leave the lower gel saddle on, enjoy the trip. And going down there, it took uh, it took an hour for me to get to Lodi, like, Tra- every kind of traffic was fucked up, and every state trooper that ever wore a badge was on the road. And my Waze app was just screaming at me. There are police in front of you now? And behind you now? And gaining on you now? And, like, the, the Waze was just, it was not happy at all. And so traffic was at a crawl. So it took me the better part of three hours to get down to Columbus. However, I did get 64 miles per gallon. That's, That's very respectable. Yeah, very respectable. Yeah. Seven fifty, got sixty four miles per, per gallon going down there, and it was it was fine. It wasn't a big deal. But by the time I got down there, I was ready to be off that fucking bike, man. I had just no windshield of any sort, nothing. I had a tank bag on just for my incidentals, and uh, so I could just throw my GPS in there. And had a little power cord I hooked up, and it worked fine. Every you know all those aspects of the bike worked fine. Do you have and, the two different seating positions? Up tight on the tank, yeah. and slide back, <laughs> really yeah. Yeah. then put up feet back on the uh, rear and then put them back up. Yeah, and, and I got to a point too where I put my calves up on the heads. Oh, yeah. So I put my calves on the heads. It was a. It wasn't a particularly. You know, it wasn't a real hot day. It was fine. Those are called Gucci highway. Gucci highway pegs. Yeah, so your feet are literally placed forward like you're delivering a baby. Exactly. So yeah, but it was a good ride. That would be awesome. Get some stirrups off one of those babies. Just just mounted the bolts on the head. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Perfect. Nice ventilation up my old fifth point of contact. Yeah. Hey, cruiser. Fuck you and your highway pegs. Boom. I got stirrups. <laughs> no work at all. And while you're at it, check the prostate. The, uh, but it, going down, not a big deal. But coming back after walking the show all day and kind of just hanging out, and I met the guys from Cafe Racer Podcast, Crash. Oh, yeah. And those guys were down there. And then uh, just just a good experience. We did a pod, we did a video podcast with them. Oh, cool. And so that was really neat. That and uh, yeah, Crash was down there, and uh, Chuck was there from... Uh, uh, Wheel, wheel Wheel nerds. Nerds. Yep. And uh, you know, I don't listen to the other guy, but he's out of Alabama and he's got a podcast throttled or something like that. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, anyway, okay. not familiar with the podcast, I'll have to look it up. But they uh but anyway, really nice, had a good chat time chat with those guys, ran into Pete down there and kinda of checked the show out and went out and talked to some people at the demo ride booth, uh got to ride a Z one twenty five in the little demo rodeo area they have. Mm. That was fun. That was cool. Got to ride the BMW electric scooter. That was interesting. Um, Very interesting. Not not exactly. I think that what they did was they took everything about the Vectrix program and put a BMW logo on it. Uh, I'm like, oh, man, you missed it by that much. Is that right? Yeah. It's uh, definitely not a zero operation. They were not going for maximum torques. Yeah, They should have. They didn't. And But the ride back, I left at like 1030, had one or two wobbly pops in me at the bar. And uh, over the course of about three hours, so I was like, yeah, I think we should hustle. Check the Waze app. Not a fucking cop in sight. Kept it between 90 and 100 miles an hour the entire way. 
made it to my driveway in two hours wow. on the dot uh, and got 42 miles per gallon. <laughs> <laughs> well, so if you want to know how to reduce your mileage, yeah, remember yeah. those time, speed, distance problems in yep. uh, <laughs> yeah. class? That's uh, exactly Well, it. you were fighting against gravity because on the way down, you're going south. With good. the curvature of the earth, on yeah. the way back, you were going against the curvature yep. of the earth. I did find out that the, the Moto Guzzi V7 speedometer is just a tad optimistic. At, at 100 miles per hour, you're actually going 95. Is that right? That's yeah. insulting. <laughs> that sounds about right. Because yeah. don't they say that speedometers usually have about 5% discrepancy? It depends. Yeah. Some are on, some are off. I mean, 95 versus 100, that would be exactly 5%. It's exactly 5%. Right? Yeah. How many RPM? I wasn't paying too much attention to that. Was it the RPM that was killing you, or was it the wind? I mean, uh, wind, the wind, wind at 90. The yeah. way home with no windshield whatsoever, yeah. nothing at all. And I was, I would if there wasn't so much delicious swag in it, all the stuff we picked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, Set of free tires. We'll, I, we'll I, get to that. I didn't bring. Them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I want a set of free tires. I couldn't fit them on the bike. But the, uh, but anyway, yeah, they fucking threw them on I, my my tank bag was maximum density. You couldn't put a molecule of anything into that tank bag with all the shit we took off the tables. I got a sweatshirt. From China. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I got all kinds of the car team. It'll break Cyclone. down. In, it'll break down in three weeks. <laughs> well, yeah. What size was that again? Triple extra large. <laughs> you, you'll go to put it on a sleeve. It was come a triple off. extra like, large. It looked it. like it was put on me for a modeling session. Yeah, yeah. It couldn't have been any tighter <clears throat> at all. Yeah. But I mean, I had everything jammed in this tank bag, so I, I couldn't get low. I couldn't get low enough. Right. So I had my chin on the fucking tank bag in a very unnatural angle, and full like arm behind me, arm under me, arm anywhere you could put it. I finally realized I could put my elbow. Around the front mirror perch, so if I put my elbow to the left of the pass, the left side just mirror, reach down, grab the fork leg below the lower. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. If you have a throttle lock yeah. rocker, you can just do that. I had no throttle good. locker. I had no throttle rocker. I had nothing. I had manual, no cruise control, and I was thinking like rubber band. What can I do to hold this throttle wide open? If you could well, find a yeah. nut, a nutcracker and a rubber band works. Good. I have just one coat hanger. I know the technique for using a coat hanger, and it actually you can turn it off. Yeah, it's safe. It, it's Safe-ish. <laughs> yeah, it's a system, but you can't turn it off. It doesn't just lock it. But, but yeah, I was between ninety and hundred for all of it, and I was even thinking, well, I'm going to run up eighty-three. Well, you can't go fast on eighty-three. It's just eighty-three is eighty-three, and it's just you know there's too much static. But it's that's thirty-five, forty miles on eighty-three. A few stretches of fifty in there. Yeah, but yeah. that's not 100. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so I just took 71 the whole way up to West 150th. And when I got in the driveway, it was exactly two hours from the moment I left Columbus. I was like, you are a good little Moto Guzzi, aren't you? <laughs> they are. But my body was fucking yeah. ripped up. I mean, I had held the same muscular position. In Did you have to get a stop for gas, didn't you? No, it's a Moto Guzzi. Wow. It's got a six-gallon gas tank. Beautiful. Yeah. So I got even at forty-two miles a gallon. It's only that's three gallons of gas to get right. to Columbus, right? Right, and I had filled up on the way down, just because when I left, you know, when I left the house, I I only had like a gallon or half in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that bike has a five-point-nine gallon gas tank, and it, even if you figure five, if you figure fifty miles per gallon, that's still three hundred miles. Mm-hmm. I mean, those V sevens go for a they long do. time. 
They're like a Red Rider BB gun. You fill them once and you just throw the gun away when you run out of BBs. Risers make a big difference on that bike. Yeah, I didn't. You sold me the risers for depth, and it and it works. Made it such a nicer ride. It works. Every a lot of customers love those. Just get the bars up just a little bit. Just a little bit to get you more upright. Yeah, it really makes a difference. But yeah, in the full tuck the entire way, I was just like, I left the AMX about five that Thursday evening. Yeah, and my hotel was about less than ten miles north of downtown. Yeah, took me an hour. Holy shit. I was. You I'll, were staring down the barrel of Columbus traffic. Yes, I was. Damn it! And I get to the hotel. I'm wearing my gear. Got right. my boots on. Got my overgear on. Everything. Yeah. Carrying my helmet. You're truly BMW guy. I get up to my room. Yeah. Sixth floor at the end of the hallway. Swipe the card. Key don't work. Flipping door doesn't open. Oh, I hate that. Oh, I live in a different hotel room every night. I run into that lot. I go, <laughs> I go back to the front right. desk, and the guy's like. Hey, how are you? And I was like, not well. not happy. Not really good at this point. <laughs> so he gave me free breakfast. Oh, oh that's nice. There you go. So which I got, I got you later drinks. found out that breakfast was already Contra- free. I got the free drinks. <laughs> and free drink coupons. That was genius. <laughs> I love that. That was beautiful. <laughs> okay, tell the podcast about your free drinks because that's brilliant. If you ever go to a hotel and they give you a free drink coupon, Coupa. and there happens to be a <laughs> business center in the hotel that has a copy machine, which is also free. Well, you take one drink coupon and you multiply it into two. Right. You cut those out, put them on another sheet. Now you got four. Well, after about five copies, you're up to three drink drinks coupons. for the three nights you're there, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I drank for free the whole time I was there. That's and the fact right. that there was nothing on that coupon, there was no barcode, no, there was no, no, nothing. Barcode. No. It was the, the, the original coupon was It was the lowest amount of effort on, they could have made right. on the same. Like a piece of fortune cookie. Right. Yes. It was yeah. exactly what it looked cookie. like, yeah. yeah. Only that is well done. Fortune yeah. cookies are printed on both sides. That would have been hard to line up. When you right. sent us the picture of that, I'm like, there's no differentiating no, between no, the no. coupon yeah. and, and, the duplicate. and Pete's coupons. Right. And <laughs> they had a very nice beer selection there. Oh, get out of here. I was drinking 22-ounce Stella Artois. Goodness. And, uh, Stella Artois. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Wow. And it was very entertaining at the bar because there was a convention of bail bondsmen and what? bounty hunters oh, going wow. on at the same time. What the fuck? <laughs> it was, so there was a lot of people carrying guns. Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, they're all fucking gun fags. They're like, hey, you see what I used to fucking got over here? You know, they're all showing each other their tools. So what's your carry weapon? Right. right. Yeah, which is secondary. No, it's not even that, dude. It's what you got. Yeah. What you got? It was awesome. Oh, I just sat there, God. drank my beer, kept my mouth shut, and my eyes open. Hell yeah, crazy. you did. Free entertainment. Right. <laughs> Where you're like, I hope they don't find the warrant. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got up there late Saturday, and I missed everybody. Everybody had already been and come and went, so. Yeah, it was a... Uh, I was happy to see that the podcast people that I was hoping to run into were all there. I was rather surprised they were there. Yeah. Uh, but that was cool. That was a nice bonus. And then we went to a little pub. Like That's the thing about Columbus. Yeah. You won't well, go right hungry now. or thirsty. No. You're on High Street. Right there, you're in the heart it's of It's a it. perfect yeah. place to do the event. Yes. Because it's not even a long walk. The feedback I got from walk. the dealer guys were that the, the, the business days were eh. The, yeah. the, the public days were awesome. Well, because it's geared up for... 20,000 people. Exactly. So if you're dealer days, you're only going to have dealers. I was pleasantly surprised the first day that there the, the lack of crowds. Yeah, exactly. it was nice. We were able to cover a ton of distance yeah, in a very short order. See everything. And uh, we did uh, We did have a really good, I mean, it was a good experience. And they're doing it in Vegas next year. Sorry. And then the rumor is they got a three-year contract for back here in Ohio. Yes. After Vegas. I saw that posted when we so, were in there. Yeah, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a, a Harvest Patch mm-hmm. Shandy limited release. Thank um, you. The only limited release will be I'll, in your trousers. Here, you do the other one, Phil. Because it oh, is... still got one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I still good. got one. Yeah. The, uh, it's, uh, it's... Wow, it is the sweetest... 
It's a dessert bill. It's not pumpkin. What's that? Not pumpkin spice, is it? It is. I mean, they're they're now now they're learning that the term pumpkin spice has become this like punch me please thing. So they're taking the word spice off of everything. But believe me. Oh my. Yeah. Oh my. Indeed. Tastes like a pumpkin donut, doesn't it? I had a pumpkin. That needs some whipped cream flavor vodka to go with it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yep, that is truly that. That a is shot of cinnamon. A very right? sweet, I sweet know. beer. Yeah, I had a pumpkin beer with dinner. It tasted like I was drinking I a bowl full like of potpourri. Potpourri. Yeah, that's yeah. normally right. the. Yeah, that's product for when you get to. It. A couple of different ones we've had has like a lot of flavor here. Yeah, it's not unpleasant, but I like that. It's like overwhelming. The more you drink of it, I guess. Chrome, what are you building back there? Are you working on the six hundred? Your your Honda? Yes, I got the I got the lighting. I helped him finish it up. Yeah, Pete Pete came back and within moments it was working properly. I pointed out the obvious. I mean, (laughs) yeah, just just tidying up the wiring on it. I mean, the engine's done. It's it's rebuilt. I've run it probably six heat cycles or so. Okay, yeah, it's just about ready for me to. Take the plate off the victory that belongs on that. Right, I've been riding the victory. I've been driving the victory around <laughs> on as a the Honda, Honda plate. Right. Yeah. So what year is that victory? Eighty uh, six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounded good when you started it up. No, it did. Sounded like no a tractor. rattle. It just sounded like <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. well, it didn't take a whole lot of it's kicks. A piston this big. Yeah. What's yeah. the CC? Yeah. Is it uh, six twenty eight now? It's, it's an XR six hundred. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's almost ready to go. I brought in. I didn't get to it today. I'll probably come in on Sunday or maybe even come in on Monday to do it. But I brought in my little ATC 110. I my saw son's that back in the truck. <laughs> ATC 110. There, yeah, we got to swap the engine. Was that out. the one we think there's something in the bottom end? That's the it? one. Yeah, that'll it rotates th- 345 degrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 345 degrees. Good. Unless you bounce it down, then every once in a while it'll turn over. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. There's like, something in there. Something dropped in the past. Well, I. Yeah. It, it had run. It had sure. run. But Johnny was over. We were fucking around with it. And my way to set the valve on those, the, the valves on those things is just stand them on the tail. Right. To work yeah. on them. I mean, yeah. it's a laid-out. That's, all, that's easy just, as hell. Yeah. They're all pointing right up and at you. And I did that. Yeah. And something dislodged from somewhere. Oh, oh really? <laughs> well, you had a stuck valve, too. Like, the one rock yeah, was like. initially. It was all which like, It's crazy, because that thing did run. I, I yeah, really yeah. did have it running. But yeah, we had a stuck valve, and then we get that seemingly fixed. Pop the valve, got it moving again. And I think part of the cam chain guide oh, is, is flung in there. I, yeah. I think it's fucked. That makes sense. But yeah. thanks to speaking of that kind of stuff, there's a CT90 with title on Craigslist this morning, complete, seven hundred bucks. Oh. oh shit! It's probably gone already. Oh, from two hundred. It looked pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Piss in the airbox. Tell me he's got a road to prices of gas. <laughs> 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 I love that. Look at the lamp. That's right. Yeah. I love that. Smell that ammonia smell? That's yeah. That's yeah. rat piss. Yeah. Well, when he's not looking, just throw a handful of peanut shells right. in there. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. 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 Mouse house. Those had those great big air boxes yeah. too. Yep, they did. Oh yeah. And you now, you rode the DRZ for the single gentleman's ride, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. What about that? Oh yeah. Oh, that was, that was something. You guys had a big turnout. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. What, my DRZ was something? No, no. Well, I was going to say. You had a full armor under your tuxedo. I did. That was fucking I, cool. I was fully armored with uh, dirt bike armor and everything under, a, under a tuxedo. How the hell that worked? It, from the outside world, I would swear to God, you just look like James Bond on a dirt dapper. bike. Yep. 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 
I had no idea you were fully armored. Yep, that fully was armored, head to tail. <laughs> if <laughs> people didn't know, they came up and they'd be like, hey, man, give me a pat on the back. They're like, whoa, hey now. <laughs> you know? Fully fucking armored. I'm Mr. Roboto. It's, it, I can imagine it's like the, the <laughs> Casino Royale or whatever, Quantum Solace, where they're doing the dirt bikes across the rooftops, and you, you see the stuntmen, and you're like, that guy's got to be wearing armor or something. And you're like, no, no, that son of a bitch is just, he's just a man. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, like, yeah. That's what I said about Fully Dustin. armored. Yeah. Fully mm-hmm. armored. That son of a bitch is just a man. Fully armored. Did you get in on any of the blocking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah Je- Jesse was just, Jesse was like, holy shit, Phil. And they blocked pretty much every intersection. Yeah, that came They did a great job. Everybody. Uh, what was the turnout? A hundred and... Forty-nine bucks. Wow. Yeah, hundred and forty-nine bucks. Yeah, towards the end they were getting a little far ahead, and I was yeah. back in the pack. Yeah, you know, it was probably about twenty bikes behind yeah. me. So we hit some intersection intersections yeah. where they had already taken off, mm-hmm. and I pulled in and blocked, and Good. I eventually ended up being one of the last people, which is uh, you yeah, know we witnessed that accident. Well, we. I, I, I Any update on that guy? Yes, I'll tell you. So what had happened is we had one crash. Did you? And we had one crash, and it was that whole like, once the fucking horse can see the stable. Yeah, last All five minutes are of the ride. Last five, yeah. five minutes of the ride. Seriously, exactly two miles away from Porco. Right. Oh, I'm not yeah, kidding. East 30th and Carnegie. And what had happened <clears> is, in front of me, I was leading the ride, and this guy was literally my left. He was my wingman. He was punching John and me way too much. And I kept on... <laughs> but he, you know, I'd, I'd stagger him back a little bit. And older fella on a Triumph America. You know, blue, big, very, fuck off. Puppy. I saw the guy in here. Very small guy. Real small. Like, about, what, 4'11", maybe? Very large bike. Yeah. Oh, he's under, say, he was under five foot. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to put him at I'm gonna put him at maybe 5'2 on his license. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wishful <laughs> thinking. Right. 5'2 on his license. But the... Uh, it's like I'm 180 on my license. <laughs> super nice guy. Crazy nice guy. Not five minutes before the crash, and we're coming down off the cedar onto Carnegie... We pull up, catch a light, and what we were doing was this warm handoff routine. So it's like if we get to the light and the light is red, we stop. That gives the group a chance to catch up. Then the light goes green, and the idea is we're not stealing any lights, but we're not relinquishing them once they become ours. Right. And that's our method, and that works really well to get the, the pack going. And the one fellow that was there on the big Harley Davidson, he wanted to roadblock so bad. Like, he's like, I do a lot of rides, I do a lot, and he's on a big, fat Harley. And I think he was one of those guys, like, he wanted to dive into every intersection and steal the intersection yeah. from people who already rightfully had it. And then you get people mad. That creates a problem. It does. It's, always, it's not the right way to do it. Doing this kind of this warm handoff method is a good way to keep everybody happy. You've got the light, you've earned it. Yep. And then your road guards post up and just super smiley, wavy, wavy. And they go through. And, yeah. and they go through, right. And nobody's going to hustle in because there's a lot, giant line of bikes. So what had happened here was... We just come down off the hill, and he pulls up next to me. He gives me a pat on the shoulder. Did you organize this ride? Yeah, yeah, I, I organized this ride. It's, it's not a new ride. It's a ride I've been doing for years, but it gets you around Cleveland. It's a 55-mile. It's a awesome. takes takes four hours if you drink heavy, and, uh, <laughs> and it's a good, good run, and you get to see a lot of the city. And so he's like, this is great. I go to all kinds of rides, and I never have this much fun, and everybody here is super nice, and nobody wants to fucking take the piss out of me because I'm running this big Triumph America cruiser bike. Nobody yells at me because I'm not a Harley or whatever. I'm like, this is these people are all happy. These are the kind of people that want to dress up in fancy clothes and give money to a charity that occurs thousands of miles away from here. But it's an opportunity to dress up and ride a motorcycle. which is all, all we care about. Social. Yeah, and it is. So he was super nice. 
And then we start 97 getting, seconds later. 97 <laughs> seconds later. We get into that corridor, and two, we had this guy in this sport utility vehicle, like an Explorer or something, pulled in. And he's taking pictures of us. And he's just so excited to see all these bikes in one place. Well, just in front of him is this jackhole who's been slow, fast, slow, fast, slow, fast in this little shitty you know, $500 car. Right. And I've been watching him real careful because I'm like, this guy's yeah, he's a problem. He's a problem. So what had happened was that guy decided he didn't want to go to McDonald's and he didn't want to go to Burger King. But, oh, my God, Kentucky Fried's the last one before you get downtown. He's going to take a last-second brake check. And he did. And the guy in the Explorer was watching us too closely. Almost hit the car, but brake checked the shit out of it. Stood his Explorer on its nose. Well, I just gently went around on the right. I mean, we were going 25 at that point. So I gently went around on the right, leaving a ton of room for this guy to go around on the right as well. Watch the whole situation open up. Well, I don't think he was watching the situation open up. And then instead of going around on the right... Option number two was he could have just crushed his brakes, just brakes and stopped. That would have been that would have been a problem at all. He had plenty of space. Instead, he did the one thing you should never do, and that is he went left to center. Mm-hmm. So he went left to center, and of course he made it around the Explorer. But Mr. KFC had already initiated his turn, so he caught the the shit box in the front left wheel. Oh. So he caught it, and he took a you know he caught probably looks like he caught the left handlebar in his ribs. And he broke his clavicle and a couple of ribs. I saw the bike just going, and then all of a sudden it went, boom. Yeah, I just saw the bike go sideways and flop. It looked like you tripped the bike. It looked like the bike was going down the road, and you stuck your foot out and went, (laughs) (laughs) but the bike flipped, and it did land right on top of him. So he was under it. I got off my bike and got there just in time. It's like other people were lifting the bike off of him. Dustin, our group, our fucking crew of people... We apparently are very conscientious and good and on the ball. I was totally impressed. <laughs> they immediately people went into traffic blocking mode. So the traffic was blocked. We're near an intersection. Oh, it was like we planned it. It was like we like planned. all of a sudden it bikes was like just a demonstration film. Yeah, they just right. like fanned out and were like directing traffic and I was around. Up in the Cadillac parking lot, and I was like, "Oh shit! Tell me there's not an altercation." I, ended up, I go twenty I, people on bike. I ended up going down. I'm like <laughs> man down. It was a big right. blue cruiser yeah. or whatever. And, and then, then John gave me the update. Yeah. I came back, saw that we had our two medically trained staff there, who are both ER. Technicians like okay. ER nurses. Perfect. So they were right there. I saw him moving his hands and his legs. Well, there's nothing better you can see after a crash Absolutely. like that than that. I'm like, okay. So I just immediately started doing people control. It's like everybody, unask this AO, get up to the classic, you know, get up to the Cadillac parking lot. We tried to rally him up And there. then you grabbed a group and took a big group of those people over to Porco. Well, let's get a bunch of people the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We, we don't need 150 people down here. I was like, if here. you're not in the accident or a critical witness to the accident, get the fuck on. And they did, and everybody did. When the cop got there, the cop was super chill. The cop was like, great. The long and short of the story is, John, I came and picked up John from Porco. Because I looked at the bike, it was totally drivable. It needed a minor adjustment. You know, it, well, the crash wasn't that bad. So I grabbed him because I figured, as bad as the bike could be, 
he's the first person I saw that could wrangle that shit because I've seen him ride Skechers shit in that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him ride Skechers shit like, to work in the morning. Yeah. He owns Skechers shit in that. It had just been crashed and it was the nicest thing in his driveway. Probably. <laughs> it was. It was straighter than half the shit I ride. So John and I got to go two up on the V7 Scrambler. Uh, that, uh, oh, that was awesome. Pictures. Oh, no, God, please don't hurt me. Oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. The Italian bike was like, Domani Carbs. <laughs> you eat all the pasta because I don't know what you what eat. What the fuck I, you been eating? I know I'm oh, a 220 in gear. On a pilote. 300. 300 gear, so we're 520. Oh, so, you guys definitely exceeded the limit. <laughs> that thing did okay. Yeah, it it did all right. I wasn't trying to stab did, it or anything. But did I, did I hear that he accidentally took his keys to the emergency room? Well, with no, him? the paramedics got him. Well, Jesus. So we got there, the cop was sitting there, and we immediately negotiated with the cop. We're like, hey. We're here to take this bike away, so you don't have to sit here for the next three hours waiting for a tow truck and do a tow slip on this car, because that's what cops have to do. Right. And he's like, in this neighborhood, if I leave this thing alone for five seconds, it's cold. It's gone, yeah. And so we said, well, we're here. And the cop was like, well, we made some calls, found out where the keys were. Cop was going to go to, went down to university hospitals. Cop went down to university hospitals, got us the keys. And John and I had some time to dick with the bike a little bit. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Got you know, got a couple of pot, you know, got a pop at the KFC, and next thing you know, cop shows back up, all cheery, and I'm like, hey man, you didn't, you didn't write the guy, did you? Because dude's left the center and hit a car. Right. I kind of earned it, you know. Mm-hmm. And the cop's like, you know what? You guys were great. I didn't have to sit here in a fucking 90 degree heat and do a fucking tow sheet because you guys showed up. Everybody handled everything great. He's a super nice guy. He just had a bad turn of luck. He's like, I'm not psyched. Nice. Oh, oh, that's like that's the coolest that's thing in the world. He dodged the ticket there. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his insurance is still on the hook for the damage because right. the cop mm-hmm. wrote the report and stuff. But you know what? It's a five hundred dollar car. Yeah, not anymore. No, now it's a twelve hundred dollar car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now it's blue book. Yeah, yeah. Now it's blue book. So uh, it's the only bad thing about large rides. There's usually that one. So we got. I go. I go to get on the bike. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Well, the clutch lever's bent down. The clutch here. lever was. <laughs> but I can still reach the clutch lever. Everything seems pretty good. And Phil had taken them for a little figure yeah, eight right. in the parking lot, you know. Okay, so I put my foot up on the left uh, floorboard. Clunk. I pick I quietly pick it up. I didn't want the cop to see the oh, bike is falling at, apart and I'm like, look at the floorboard. I looked at him and he's holding the floorboard in his hand, and the cop's kinda of, like, what's going on? I was like, John, that didn't break what I said on it. <laughs> I'm like, it was bent down like this yeah. as soon as I put my foot on a little bit. Oh, that, yeah, that that thing. So we got it here at the shop. We'll do the, we'll we'll sort it out for him. He came into the shop. He had his arm in a sling. You know, he's all busted up. Surgery. You know, yeah, he's got a surgery. He's got a surgery. He probably had the surgery. The bad thing was oh, the collarbone. Yeah, he's gonna get a plate. Oh a, man, a clavicle. So busted a clavicle. Clavicle. Yeah. So they can rebuild them. They can plate. make them stronger. Yeah. <laughs> it works. It does work. Yeah. A lot of people have had that plate put in. And he's a super nice guy. And I guess that the day after, or maybe two days after DGR, he was supposed to fly down to Texas to see his daughter graduate from like the Air Force Academy or oh, something. No. So he couldn't. I mean, obviously, he had to bag out on that. But the uh, we got everything sorted out for him. He came by the shop to pick up his uh, reading or his, his optical glasses, his spectacles out of the bike, and he's just super nice. And his wife's just thrilled. You know, we, I talked to her on the phone. She's like, "You guys were so good to him. You took oh, care of everything." Good. Like, that's, that's good. That's great. what you want to hear. And he was a very sweet dude. And he's got a full grown, full blown 
you know, uh, special needs son who's just, you know, and very sweet. But I'm like, boy, this guy's got a lot of adversity in his life. And you just want to be as nice as possible. Absolutely. You just be like, this guy's, this guy had a terrible day. We need to do everything we can for him. So the, uh, I'm amazed that we did not get one ticket for you blockers. Every time I looked in my rearview mirror, I saw, I thought the Millennium Falcon was coming out of hyperspace. I look in the rearview mirror and I see these fucking headlights just, and then sliding sideways in intersections. I'm like, what the fuck? And but no breakdowns either. I'm sure Jesse on his new bike and everything was just more than happy to like. Oh, oh, I saw him pull up next to me one time, and I was going like 40 in a 35, just leading the ride. And Jesse, smiling ear to ear through his helmet, pulls up next to me and brake checks it. He was going about 70,000 miles an hour. And then brake check, just stabbed the fronts and just... And, like, he looks at me and he goes, he goes, everything's going great. Cool. Block that intersection. And I was calling him out, and the guys were diving into the holes. It was great. I mean, I... Having a good group of blockers is just the greatest thing, man. For 150 bikes, fuck. Yeah, when you get that big. It yeah, because there's no way you're getting through. Worldly. You're going to get through in maybe two lights. You're not going to get through in one light. Maybe two, maybe three in some places. But it worked good. We went up to Squire's Castle. That was a pretty nice ride. I mean, it was a good ride. What, about 50, 60 miles? Yeah, it was 58 miles total. And uh, the funny thing was, I think we made it to Squire's Castle with 150 bikes faster than I could make it there in my truck. <laughs> because, of that, because of that method, because mm-hmm. of that technique, and we were at all of our stops way early. Awesome. You know, we were we were scheduled to be back at Porco at four p.m. I told them four o'clock, but probably four thirty. If we wouldn't have had that crash, we would have been in the driveway at four o'clock. Because man, when we left Tavern Six, you'd have thought we were on fire. I'm going to be honest, I kind of was. <laughs> We'd all been sitting out in the sun way too long. Yeah. Well, the BCF stop yeah. with free free beverages. Right, free beverages with the BCF stop. Yep. Not nearly enough water, but free beverages. Mm-hmm. And then we got to Tavern 6, and they lied. They said they could handle us, and they could not handle oh, us. Oh, God, no. We were there way too long, so I had to make up a little bit of time. So I changed a little bit of the route when we left to get us straight up to Fairmont. And so it was more of a, you know, we got to see all the rivers and curves and trees and shit and all that good stuff but then once we got to Fairmont it's just you can see downtown it's just a very faint glimmer in the distance and everybody was like that's when uh, all the mini riders all worked their way to the front Steven Stahl and those kids <laughs> they were all they were just like they were pushing me I swear to God every time I look back I was following those guys for most of the ride and they yeah. were just like they were just hooligans fighting with each other trying to push each other off their bikes it was pure hooliganism Mm -hmm. and they kept pulling up next to me I'm like settle the fuck down we're already going faster than the speed limit in a massive group ride we lost that point at Tavern 6 we lost a lot of riders there because all the east side guys were like well we had fun we don't need to go back to the west side at this point so I think our group from Tavern 6 out was probably only 80 or 90 bikes. Yeah, about so half. About half the group. Attrition as you go through it. Yeah, yeah, which is fine because we got back to Porco and they had food set up for us and, you know, sponsored by Sailor Jerry and all the good shit. Delicious. Porco was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Uh, they the get breakfast the and dinner. Porco, Porco gets the rally I need, hero I need to make that when I'm up here with you guys. Those guys, that. they get the rally hero. Well, they couldn't. They the could breakfast was better. fantastic. <laughs> and then the uh, the pasta and sausage yeah, when and we stuff. got back yeah. was great. Yeah, they had plenty of food for everybody, and the yeah. drinks were delicious. And 
Porco did a great job. We all fit in the parking lot, no problem. I was not an air get, conditioning unit for me to stand on to get my safety speech. I didn't even drink that Porco at all. Because oh, by the time we got back there, all I could do was drink ice water. Yeah, I just I was, had to have ice water. Yeah, I needed ice water. <laughs> I was in I was in that state of affairs. I was like, I just need all the water. I didn't. I didn't stop myself from drinking a couple of cocktails, but the uh, but it was fun. By the time I got home, I got home, sat my ass on the couch. It was just weird because parked the bike, got in, sat on the couch, cat got on my lap. Literally a bucket of cheese spread. You know those little plastic buckets of cheese spread? I had one of those. I had a box of Triscuits, a big, tall thing of ice water. Sat there, turned the TV on to catch up on the news of the day, and Merritt woke me up at 2 a.m. <laughs> tub of cheese on its side with two very very full cats. <laughs> Triscuit box had been opened up, and all the Triscuits had been pulled out of it. Cats were trying to dig for a good one, I guess. Oh, the port wine? Port cheese wine for- cheese spread. Oh, it's so, oh, so good. My cat was just like... Port wine cheese spread. Uh, <laughs> they ate as much as their head would fit in the bucket. They ate both that port wine cheese spread just smeared on their face. As long as my head would fit in the bucket. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. The cats are like, we love when dad comes home tired. And snacky. That's yeah. right. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, she put me to bed. We'll just sit here and purr in his lap and put him to sleep. I, apparently, I was sleeping I was sleeping in a semi-upright position. Because my just like my spine failed. And the top part of me fell over. Melted. My feet were still on the floor. But I wanted to talk about... Uh, in the podcast, I wanted to talk about... The, it's some crazy tire deals happening right now. And normally, I would say, whatever, fuck it. It's not my job to market for any other company. But... People are trying really, really hard to get your money. And motorcycle sales Let's say your business. What's that? Let's say your business. Yeah, right. They want your business. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. They'll give you the business, all right. So Pete and I sat in on a Continental uh, training session, and we learned things. We actually, us old salts actually. Continental tires. Continental tires. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, Continental tires. As opposed to Continental cars, which we didn't Or Continental breakfast. Or Continental (laughs) We sat in a Continental breakfast, and we learned a thing or two. There you go. Turns out the waffle maker. The (laughs) eggs are runny, and the waffle maker, you wait for that day, goddammit. Don't rush it. (laughs) And spray it first. So the the guys from Continental, the the guy who trained us with Continental was a super, super nice guy. And uh, he, uh, he gave us a lot of information. Like the dash. So in a tire that says 350-18, mm-hmm. you think that's giving you all the information you'd ever need right there. Did you know that the dash means something? What? Are you talking about 3.50-15 yeah, or 18? Yeah. So you know okay. what the 3.50 right. means, right? 3.5 inches. That, that was the other guy. That was the other guy. I think it was three and a half inches wide. It's three and a half inches by 18-inch rim inch diameter. Rim. Right. But the you, know the, you know the dash. You know why it's not an X? It's not by. Oh, it's not, yeah, it's not no. 3.5 by 18. Because you know what? 3.5 by 18 would be an X. And I've seen tires designated that way. But I've also seen tires designated 3.5 dash 18. Pete, lay it on him. The dash means it's a bias ply tire. No shit. Really? Yep. No Because you look at your modern radials, it's... Hmm. 150 slash 70 R15 or R17 yeah. Yeah. R-15 the slash the dash they're not interchangeable so it turns out hmm. yeah 
the fucking dash. That's a useful piece of information. It is. Well, then. It's a bias by tire. Absolutely. Huh. So if somebody throws you a measurement that says yeah. four inch, you know, four by. Or you ask low. them, do you have bias to radial? They exactly. Know. They don't know. Read the tire. Does it have a dash in it? Exactly. 4.0-18. That's a bias ply tire. That's kind of interesting. And then I, I fact-checked that looking at some of the modern cruiser bike tires that are bias ply. And sure as shit, they have a dash in them. Oh, ain't that something? I, I learned that was something that we both picked up in the yeah, Some of the stuff in the training session was stuff that most guys are right now. Yeah. They talk about load rating, they talk about speed rating. They talk Consumers, about oh, what I didn't know was the speed rating. Guess how they determine the speed rating? have no clue. Right. But you know that the speed rating, like a P, means the tire's good to 98 miles an hour. Right. They put it on some sort of machine and run it. And Is it 98 miles an hour for a minute? For the lifetime? It's 98 miles for an actual hour. Okay. okay. It means it can carry a sustained speed of at 98 the load, miles. At the load of the tire. The load rating. Whatever the load rating is. Right. So if you get like a 65H load rating on a tire, that it can carry that tire at 440 pounds Let's back up at a minute. 98 miles an hour. On a Triumph America, what do you, uh, what do you think? Or no, it was the V7 you said. The yeah, the V7. Right, right. Exactly. But, uh, well, what's, fortunately, what's, I know what's the load rating on that tire? S-rated tires. So, <laughs> yeah, we can look. We have a few of them here right now. But, yeah, we you know that. to be close to the uh, I know limit. that I was very, I know that I have done my best for at least, at least an hour and 40 minutes of that trip. Oh, no, I was talking about the 10-minute ride when you and John were going back to pick up the Oh, tire. sweet baby Jesus. No, they don't, they don't, they don't measure <laughs> You know what? And, and, you know, ultimately, and ultimately, those aren't on stock tires. Those are on those nasty Kendas, yeah. those cheap-ass Kendas. It's just fine. Yeah. That's called the Fresh Addendum. I rode that oh, okay. on the DGR. Okay. I rode the Scrambler on the DGR. Good thing you had yeah. the rack back there for the extra baggage. <laughs> that's that's that's, that's when it's a uh, three point five dash eighteen slash MCF. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the Meckle Fresh addendum. The Mac MCL the MCF yeah. fresh. Yeah, what's the yeah. Mac rating of your tire? The Mac rating was up. Yeah. But yeah, that was one a, Mac. So we learned about charts. that. So the speed rating of the tire is at fully loaded at its rated speed at its rated weight for one hour. That's kind of cool. So when you see a tire is rated for 155, like a ZR tire or something, it's rated for 155 miles per hour. It's fucking 155 miles per hour. For an hour at maximum load. That's pretty cool. I like that. So Continental blew us away because is that a three-year program they're doing? Yes. So you buy a Continental tire, and I did check it out. That includes a fucking scooter tire. You buy a Continental tire. It comes with a three-year roadside protection program. Oh, really? What? Yeah. Right. That's exactly. pretty much what we've been putting on the old bikes. And I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Nobody even informed me of that. Yeah. And nobody Almost all of our vintage bikes have Continental. Right. Well, guess you buy what? a Continental. You go to Continental website, Continental.com. Right. Within 45 days of when you purchase that tire. Right. I'm too late on that now, but okay. I'm sorry. For future <laughs> records. <laughs> from the date you registered. No, no. <laughs> from the date you registered. You mean those tires you bought yesterday? You know, the best one was <laughs> when you were blowing out the black and orange V7. Yeah. And I'm listening to the podcast. Right. And what we selling for $6,000. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kurt paid 10000 right. for his. Yeah. I Kurt paid like, paid <laughs> 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 I was like, Kurt paid full boat for his. You assholes need to line up and buy this bike. Yeah. <laughs> it's $64.99. Kurt paid that. full price Me for it. Debbie were cracking up. That was too funny. 
Yeah, it's true. We forget sometimes when but we, we got, name drop people on the podcast that are listeners. We got 007. We got 007. We got James Bond bike. But it's three years. I, I mean, know, that's awesome. That's I very cool. That. Yeah, so from the time you register your tires in, yeah. you're good for three years. Roadside assistance. He said they come, you don't have to pay them in advance and get reimbursed. Right. A truck gets dispatched, they pick you up, they take you anywhere you go. want to go within 150 miles. 150 goddamn miles. That's mm-hmm. and now what a lot of people don't know is on the topic of roadside protection, if the AMA card. So when you get your AMA yeah, card, you got roadside. Yeah, almost. Okay. Don't be fooled. Okay. <laughs> when you get your AMA it. card, you think that you have roadside protection. You don't. You need to call them. When you get your card, you do not have roadside protection. Really? When you get your card, you have to call them. And specify that you are doing an automatic renewal with your credit card. Uh, right. Once you sign up with the automatic renewal with your credit card, then you get the roadside protection. Okay. Yes. If you then call the number on the back for roadside protection and alert them to the fact that you are doing an automatic renewal and give them your membership number, then they put you in the computer. Oh, I didn't know so that just part. because you got your card in the mail hmm. and you're doing automatic renewal does not necessarily mean you have it because I checked on mine and it was not activated. And Dairyland gives you roadside protection. Yeah, too. some different companies do. I was very impressed to find out renewal. that. With yeah, your Continental, Continental tires cool. is very fucking cool. I've been real happy with Continentals. I'm, I have too. We've kind, of, kind of standardized on the old bikes on those. It's a good way to go. Now, mm-hmm. so we're not just beating the Continental horse. Yeah. Uh, right now, Dunlop. If you get buy two Dunlop tires, have them mounted professionally, all you have to give them is the receipt. And you get a $100 uh, Visa gift card. Really? Yeah. So this is, I mean, that's, yeah. and Dunlop. They're aggressive. And we can tell you here at the shop, Dunlop has recently reduced the price on a lot of their tires. So a lot of Dunlop tires have dropped 30 or $40 in the past I think, past I think my V7 bagger is due for tires. Right, right, exactly. And this is the point. So you can get either roadside protection, you can get a $100 gift card back. Uh, guys who work in the shops are really going to take advantage of these deals. I mean, there's, they're crazy stuff. Uh, but... If you were considering getting tires, it's good to shop around right now. There's a lot of promotions happening. That are, that well, back, are to Continent, back to Continental, they yeah. had a $50 rebate, too, if you bought certain tires. It wasn't right. everything. Yeah, and it's the but, same way with the, the Dunlop. So but. you get 100 back, bucks back, you get 50 bucks back. You get right. <clears throat> Look into it, though, before you actually pull the trigger and purchase your tires. And that's another reason, too, where... You know, if you're going to be a, a guy that's going to buy his tires online from, you know, MotorcycleSuperstore.com or something. <laughs> Worst idea. Well, be careful. We've had a lot of problems with those tires. We've got blems coming in. we got tires coming in that are over five years old. Old. That are hard as fuck to mount. They don't want to catch a bead. Don't want to seal, yeah. And we're charging tires you hourly. stored flat so stored the beads flat. are a half inch away from each other. Oh, my other. God, yeah. We have to blow them onto the freaking rims. And we're going to... Ratchet strap. I'm going to be incredibly yeah. nice when I tell you. If you don't buy your tires from me, especially when I'm giving you the, the discounted prices that Dunlop's offering, and I'm making you eligible for a $100 rebate or a three-year unlimited mile roadside protection, if you're not buying your tire from me, if you're still going to buy your tire from Cheapo Charlie, and it takes me an hour and a half to mount your shit, guess who's paying for an hour and a half? Yeah. You are. Rightly so. So the $40 you saved buying that tire from Cheapo Charlie is going out the window when you're paying 150 to have it mounted. And we're going to charge you for that. I mean, because we're spending the time to do it. Time and labor. It's exactly the way it works. We don't want to have that kind of experience, but 
Talk to your local dealers. If you don't support them, they can't support you in the future. There's not enough yeah, Remy's in the world to mount a wooden tire. No, yeah, there really isn't. You can slather that yeah, shit. Yeah, that's not yeah. saying. Some people hear that and they're going, oh, you're going to gouge people if they don't buy tires. No, it's. No, it's we're going to charge you. That piece of shit tire that's you been in a warehouse for years and years right. is a bitch to get mounted. Oh, my God. I'm going to charge you for the time it takes me to mount it. We've given up on tires. Uh-huh. We've actually tried mounting a tire three or four or five times. Uh-huh. Given up on it. Taking the tire, laid it out in the bright sunshine yep. on a 100-degree day on an asphalt parking lot <laughs> just to make it malleable enough mm-hmm. that we could get it to catch a bead. Well, I hope you weren't riding that motorcycle, to, planning to ride that motorcycle today, because I gave you the nasty phone call of, you know what? We've been trying. It won't mount. It won't catch a bead. We've tried. We we own bead blasters. We can put 100 PSI at that tire in one nanosecond. And when it doesn't blast on with that shit... Don't think you're riding around with new sticky tires. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. God, man. Yeah, it's just it's just bad. I mean, getting into the cheap tire game is really really sketchy. The most important part of your bike, man. Oh my God! I it is the interface. Sure rubber under me. That's all. We did the cross country run in a five hundred dollar van, but it had a thousand dollars worth of tires. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sure did. There was a five hundred dollar van, but there was a thousand dollars worth of rubber under us. But we didn't have any problems, like. You know, and we still got a flat. And we still got a flat. We did. We <laughs> did get a flat. Well, and the funny thing was, the whole joke on that road rally was when we were driving around, it's like, oh, goddamn, I got to take a piss. There's no more to pee. You're like, hey, man, pull over. I got to check the tires. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you pull yeah. over and open the doors and go by the back tire and just take a piss around the back of the van. Yeah. Well, Phil did that. He's like, hey, man, oh, God, I can't hold it. I got I to gotta check the tires. And he's over there pissing. He's like, holy shit. I really had to check the tires. We got a flat. <laughs> he's he's being right next to a flat tire. Disconnect the air horn so we can use the, right. the compressor. Use the air compressor yeah. to pump it off. Yeah. Actually, exactly no, that far. wasn't the Was that the year we had the air horn? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. We made it exactly as far as we needed to to have a good story. The uh, oh, yeah, That was the, the NASA story that I believe yeah. we've already told. Yeah, I think we've told that yeah. story already. But the... Uh, but that's that's a big deal. So you um, recently went to Kentucky Kickdown last yes, weekend, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, now this is this event has been gain, gaining big momentum. It is a truly big show. They're now. still doing the Spring Thaw, mm-hmm. which is a ride that we've done in the past. Red River Gorge. Absolutely loved it. Red River Gorge, yep. mm-hmm. brilliant ride. A nice, close, intimate group of fifty or sixty people. Great group. Yeah, yeah. and the Kentucky vintage community is pretty awesome. Yeah, you guys really, it really are. is. You really the are. The whole state. It's and pretty cool. So you guys. Your biggest group down there appears to be Louisville Motor. Yeah, Louisville Vintage Motor Works. It's not right. really a group. Right. And all you got to do is buy a t-shirt and you're in. Huh? So, well, they're the ones that have the big party at Mid-Ohio. Exactly. That's what we're saying. And mm-hmm. we have a Wednesday night vintage bike night at the Barrett Bar, and then we have two Stroke Tuesday at the Barrett Bar. <laughs> so every, every you, week. you have two bike two nights? Tuesday. And it, every week. It's you not can support month. two bike yeah. nights. And it, yeah, they pack them. I mean, wow. They're awesome. That's so, cool. Guys, we got this awesome community, and it's from old guys like me to... The young hipsters to the millennials. I mean, it's just and it's it's every damn bike. And it's, it's it's such a variety of bikes. It's yep. just absolutely wild. But uh, <laughs> Scott Hobleib is the guy I want to kind of give the attaboy to. Mm-hmm. He's been putting this thing together for this is the fourth year. Started out kind of a local little vintage yeah. bike show, and it's blown up into a world class show. I mean, we block off four blocks in Louisville. Yeah. You got all kinds of bands, food trucks, demos, vendors. Wow. Uh, I think. That, this year, I think it's down a little bit on bikes. It's like 140-something. Don't right. quote me on these numbers. And I'd say there was at least 1,500, 2,000 people there. I mean, it was just Holy awesome. Shit. And it was beautiful weather this year. Yeah. Um, it's just off the it? chain. It's, a week ago. It's uh, uh, two weekends after uh, Labor Day. Okay. So, yeah. And it, it's awesome. It's absolutely an awesome show. And, it, I mean, we have people from 
Louisiana, Tennessee, Chicago. I mean, it's pulling people in from all over. Yeah, it looked fantastic. Scott does it. And then Scott is a bike builder, H Garage. I don't know if you've ever seen some of his bikes. He does some really cool builds. And then we've got an old, older vintage bike shop down there called Retro Wrench, Chad Francis. And it's in this 100-year-old building, big beam ceilings. It's just a really cool place. So after kickdown, we have an after-party Sunday morning for coffee and donuts at Retro Wrench. And... It's just it's it's just a really cool event. That's fantastic. I can't say yeah. You'll you'll see there's professional video and photos coming from this year. And a lot of people can get to that. That's a good, central, a good location central location. That location that a lot yeah. of people can get to. What's Louisville from? Lots Cleveland? of camping. Three hundred miles from here, about cool. six and a half hours. Yeah, six mm-hmm. hours from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, lots so of camping. about two hours from Cincinnati. There's a real cool place down the river called Turner's. You can camp right down on the river. And there's motels everywhere, obviously. That's and, fantastic. And there's not a lot else going on, so it's not hard to book an affordable room down there if you want to. Good time of year. It is. Yeah. If you're lucky, you might I had about 15 from Cincinnati right down to my house, get a hug and I rode Jackie them on in the rest of the way, and they took a nice, pretty ride down the river. So. Was Jackie there? Yeah, Jackie was there. See. No, that's her, home, that's her hometown. That's her hometown. That's yeah, her hometown. Jackie's our, she's, our home, she's our hometown moto star. I'm telling you, she is. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> oh man, she is. Don't you? I mean, doesn't it make you feel good just to see her having a blast? She is so much fun. Being the official spokesperson for motorcycling in general. She, I call her the Moto Wonder Woman. She she's is. Awesome. Yeah. I, and, she, and you know, doing progressive and Indian, she goes to all the events. I love you, Jackie. <laughs> I was watching her. <laughs> a lot of people love. I Jackie. know. I, I wish her do the two of my friends to just give her a hug. The female. She did the women's um, barrel race. racing on yeah. her empty uh, 250 yeah, Elsinore. Yeah, Elsinore. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she went and did a dirt bike school two summers ago, I think, yeah. a summer ago, yeah. See? She, Jackie can ride. Wow. Yeah, she can. And she's got some adventures under her belts. Look, man. Europe, all over. I mean, she's been everywhere. Uh, she's, uh, she's something else. Yeah, she is. And yeah. then, I don't know, she's got a side business where she builds custom lighting. Yeah, she does like a Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark has her chandelier, chandelier inside of Maker's Mark. Nice. Yeah, she does some really cool stuff. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah she's awesome. And more retro wrenches. That's kind of that hundred-year-old building has a bunch of segments. <clears throat> so retro wrenches here, Ace Garage is here. Jackie builds her lights over here. These guys build old cars over here. Fucking it's awesome! It's really cool. Building. Oh, that's cool. So that's the Sunday morning after the party. Everybody goes down, and has coffee and donuts, and hangs out, out there. there. It's that's really cool. neat, man. Good for you. Yeah, that's, but, that's no, super cool. Everybody come to Kickdown next year. It's yeah, awesome. that's what, that's kind of a big deal. I want to make sure. That you, you it's got heavily promoted on social media, so yeah, you'll definitely yeah. see something about it. Yeah, kickdowns, kickdowns, definitely on my schedule for next year. Mm-hmm. Really looking forward to that. Yeah, Scott does a great job. And since AIM will be in Vegas, and I probably won't go to Vegas for AIM, so yeah, go to kickdown. Absolutely, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, if it doesn't kill him first, he works his butt off on that thing. He puts a lot yeah, of effort into that's, it. Yeah, I mean, is that the is aim? Is that the same thing everybody used to hundred years ago? Indie dealer show. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, it is. okay. It is the same. Okay. It is the same thing that used to be the indie dealer. Show. Okay, American International Motorcycle Expo. That's the it's the, the American well. International Motorcycle. Expo. <laughs> um, it's, it's trying to be a moto blot. It's well done. Yeah, it's yeah. trying to be. Um, <clears throat> All of those things, you know. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get out to the demo area. I ran out of time, so I didn't get to ride anything. Uh, it was funny because I, I got out there pretty. Out there. I got out there pretty fad. I got out there pretty late, and there were still groups out there riding. Right. There were still guys out on on Wander Road, and uh, Harley Davidson was doing. Uh, if you wanted to ride one of their 2018 bikes, one of the new bikes, then you had to sign up and you know go through all the normal, jump through the normal hoops. But if, by God, if you wanted to ride a 2017. Well, here's the keys, motherfucker. Right? Don't come yeah. back. <laughs> have, have it back by dark. I like to say, we'd like to, cr- we'd like to have you crash your way into a sale. Exactly. All right. Anything we can do to move a unit, 
Go play in traffic. I got you. And uh, so, yeah, they were being real generous with that. And then when I went over to BMW and uh, saw the stuff they had there, I, I was like, electric scooter. And so I, I went over and introduced myself and kind of gave my background. And it's like, I'd really like to ride that. Well, you know, it's sign up and hibbity hobbity hoobity. I was like, hey, I got a helmet. I got a license. I'll give you whatever information you want. Nobody's riding it right now. You're waiting on bikes to come in. Let me take it out real quick. I I won't make you stay late. The guy's like, all right. He let me go take it for a honk. That's cool. And I took it out for a honk. And it can surgically remove the fun from motorcycling. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Uh, you, you know, with, with zero bikes, right, mm-hmm. you don't have any clutch. Right. You don't have any gear shifting. And you don't have any wah, 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 wah. Mm-hmm. So you've removed three of the elements of riding a motorcycle. Right. They replace it with unholy amounts of torque that An make hour. you pee your pants, right? right? <laughs> and leave a brown stain in your trousers. Exactly. So you're willing to trade off those first three things for that. For, for zero to 60 and 2.8, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a thing there. So that's why zero, that's why I love them. They're silent, but deadly. In my pants, mm. right? And I got on the the scooter, the BMW scooter, and it was silent, but it was completely neutered. Right. I mean, it gave you the kind of performance you would expect out of a 250cc gas-operated scooter. Yeah. And it was like, oh, you guys could have made this so awesome. And it's tech. It's a tech lover's dream. If you like bright, flashy lights and right. shit. And, and needles and gauges and, and shit and like you're here and like I haven't even looked at it. Is heads that, up is it, that a small tire scooter is it's a small tire okay. scooter it's a traditional scooter I think you, it might have 14s on it do you think that if it had a different programmed controller yeah I like do. they could have built they could have let it be more I fun. think that what it is is Zero has an obscene motor and it is an obscene motor that's 116 foot pounds of torque <laughs> I mean, it's 116 by the time they give it to you. Imagine what it could be right. if they wanted to just let that fucker rip. This thing is like 40 foot pounds of torque. And so it's like the motor is small. And the battery system is small. And it's ramped up so they can give you a good range. But, like, the numbers they were talking about, like, giving you a 120-mile range and, like, oh, it only takes, you know, five hours to recharge on household current. That's great, but those are all numbers that Zero is getting out of a, an electric motorcycle that costs $4,000 less and performs way better. But so, wait, you, how much are these things? Oh, they're the sixteen to sixteen to $20,000 as you appoint them. What? what? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, mm. their their smallest, most affordable one is twelve million. Oh wow! No, no. Right. Well, that's the thing is like Neep. we understand that when things come out. That's why I was joking about the Vectrix thing. I got you because the Vectrix, oh wait, I'm sorry. Nine. Nine? <laughs> when the Vectrix came out, the Vectrix was, you know, this and it was fun. The Vectrix was cool. It was quick and it was speedy and it was everything else. It was made in America, but it was. Uh, it, it died because nobody wanted to have an electric bike. Right. And the range wasn't great. And it would go 70 miles an hour, but the range wasn't very good. And this BMW, the range isn't that much better. And it's not a super high-performing bike. I mean, I can understand where it it satisfies the niche or it satisfies the, the technical need of having an electric vehicle 
because you live in an area where you don't want to have a gas vehicle, and you're going to be commuting back and forth on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's there are a lot of electric cars that suit that application perfectly. You know, you've got less than a hundred mile range because you're not going to use a hundred miles. Right. You're going to drive it twenty one way. You're going to drive it twenty the other way, and you're going to park it. That's what this thing's about. That's what this is all about. And it's parking it, and yeah, it's it's clean and it's green and everything else. But it's a lot of fucking money, and it's just. It's not that much better than a gas-powered scooter, but in fact, in a lot of ways, it's worse. Right, so, right. Yeah, so I wasn't real impressed by that. I did ride the shit out of the Z125, the little pit bike, the little Kawasaki one. Wheelies? Um, oh, the uh, Kawasaki version of the Grom. Coaxed a couple little wheelies out of it. They're kind of like like the Grom. Like when they're wow. stock, they're kind of. Have you looked at the one motorcycle that was talking about that Lightning 125 Grom, electric Grom? No, I haven't seen that yet. That, electric Grom? It's an electric, and it's got power. It's fast. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's going. I be, looked into it. And it's I like checked all the reasonably priced. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing about it, it sounds too good to be. If true. it all happens, yeah, I'll. He said he was going to be looking at dealer networks this year. So. Yeah, he, nobody's called us yet. Okay, and uh, we haven't gotten a call yet. But it sounds really intriguing. Lightning sure. motorcycle, I think. There is something that might yeah. be popping. To oh God, I'm not going to say it. I'll say it. <laughs> Keep an eye on Zero next year. Okay. Uh, they haven't done the release yet, but I've seen some photographs okay. of a strange-looking small motorcycle mm-hmm. with the word Zero on it. Okay. Oh, it was like a Zero Grom. <laughs> nice. I didn't say that. No, he didn't say that. No, I didn't say that. He just said a small motorcycle. I didn't say <laughs> they could call it the Giro. Oh, no, you don't need to call it anything, because you know what it's going to be. is It's going to be more fun than a barrel of you fucking betcha. drunk monkeys. Have, say, you, have you seen the uh, the GSX 250R? What's that? You've not heard of it. What is it? I've broken something new. Yeah, what's the GSX? Huh. It's uh, Suzuki's new lightweight uh, 250. Really? It's a GSX 250R. R. And that's funny, because they're coming like everyone else is Yamaha, Yamaha is the yeah. R3. Right, the R3, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, every, everyone start Googling. <laughs> at AIM, I overlooked the new Kawasaki KLX 250. I saw yeah. it. Yeah, I, I missed yeah. it. it was completely yeah, I, see that. I saw it. I saw it. I was mesmerized by the beautiful girls pushing the Chinese bike up onto the <laughs> media stage. The, the, no, the Benelli. The Benelli. The, Benelli? Yeah. the Chinese Benelli. The Chinelli? Yeah. The Chinelli. I've never seen... I've seen some bad welds in my life. That, that, that Chinelli... It was built out of pig iron. Is that right? It was. It was horrible. God, it was terrible. There was a lot of Chinese stuff at Amy. Yeah, a lot. Oh, but if you've ever been to Indie Dealer Expo, no, the, there the, wasn't the, a lot of oh, Chinese really? okay. stuff. Yeah. yeah, compared to Indie Dealer Expo. So I'm. This has got to be fuel injected. This GSX it is. Yeah, it VR, is. Right? All right. All mm-hmm. right. Well, good for them. That's cool, man. Being the last ones to come to the game. They are the last ones to come <laughs> to the game. But you know, I expect so much from Suzuki when it says GSX on it. Because, you know, Suzuki's kind of... Are they going to call it the Ninja Killer? The Ninja uh, I don't know. They're, killer? 50, they're 50 cc's down. Mm-hmm. So if they're 50 cc's under, where everyone else is right now, boy, they better make up for it. It better have something strong in its pants or it's not going to do well. And it is a... It's a well, it is a twin. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty cool. It's liquid-cooled. So it's a liquid-cooled... It's a liquid-cooled twin. It's, it might have the minerals. 11.5 to 1 compression ratio. Are these things going to see some? Tr- like, is there going to be a like a racing classification for these things? Eventually? I mean, there used to be. There should four be four gallons right? of I mean, gas. Like, yeah, there is overseas. You know That's the it thing. holds four gallons of gas. But you want to hear the pisser of this whole thing? It's a Ninja two hundred and fifty. I mean, I'm sorry, it's a Suzuki, a Gixxer two hundred and fifty, 
It weighs 10 pounds more than a Moto Guzzi V7. pounds. Wow. Jeez. So that little 250 weighs 10 pounds more than a Moto Guzzi V7. That stinks. Yeah, it does. They weren't weren't engineering lightness into the build. Apparently not. I'd I'd bet on the Moto Guzzi in a race. Well, yeah, I mean, against that 250. I do like the fact that it's a twin. I like that, and I like the fact it's liquid-cooled. I think that's pretty sexy. So, I mean, that shows a little more uh, parts investment than the Yamaha or the Honda or the Kawasaki. Kawasaki still Is Kawasaki a twin? Twin, liquid-cooled. 248cc parallel twin. Um, It's the benchmark. I think you're right. 24.7 horsepower, 17 and a quarter pounds feet of torque. Yeah. Which places it dead last in the class. Yeah, blah 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 blah. Still the power figures place right. it dead last in the class where the average power figures hover around thirty five to forty. Really? Boy. No, in the three hundreds, yeah. In the three hundreds, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's something. That really is something. Yeah. That's I mean, that's just it's bonkers. Right now, I'm glad I'm not a person that's shopping in that market because there's a lot of choices. There's a lot of stuff. And what I would actually look at is I would start looking at recalls because I know that I think the new Hondas have had a pretty ferocious recall on their CBR 300. I'd love to be a shopper in that market. Yeah. I would buy the Ninja. Yeah. There's no yeah. There's no reason not to. But I would look closely. I think that I think that all those small bikes have had some pretty fucking rotten, uh, some pretty rotten recalls if you look into them. There's been some crank failures. And we're not talking about like take it in, get it taken care of, get it back. New we're talking motor. about major care. motor out of bike, new crank in. And you know, I don't care who you are, I don't care where you work. The factory builds the bike as perfectly as it can be built. Anybody else outside of that sterile environment, environment of the factory, yeah. they're just never as good as they are when they're factory the built. Factory built. They're just never as good. <clears throat> You know, the, a factory built bike, but I just have seen so many examples of being like, well, I had this bike and had this recall, so I took it in and they did this, you know, they did a crank or they and did something else. I got it taken care of, it's good as new. Right, and I'm always like, no, it's not good as new. <laughs> like, that's why that's why now it marks its territory, you know, or that's why now it, <laughs> it's got a weird noise to it or something. That's why now you can find your way home. Right, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> no why, all the drips of oil. That's why when you see a Craigslist ad, right. Just had a brand new rebuild, top mm. end, bottom end. Blow, yeah, only ten hours on warning the motor. signs. Yeah, yeah, warning signs. I got twelve hundred miles. So you just spent rebuilt. all that money to have this thing rebuilt and done it, and now, and now you're, you're getting rid of it. You want to get rid of it? What is it doing wrong? Well, they follow that with being deployed to Afghanistan. Right. Yeah, that's usually. <laughs> yeah, it's usually. Yeah. yeah. Will, <laughs> that I will might buy, but um. yeah, I've just that's just a thing I've noticed with a lot of the bikes that come into the shop. We see bikes that are. We see Kawasaki's. We see Triumphs. We see BMWs that have had motor rebuilds uh, at you know at the dealerships and stuff. And it's just, God damn! You're like, mm-hmm. yeah. We just said that we had Triumph uh, Daytona come in that was uh, a total, you know, a crank replacement under warranty. And the guy brought it in twenty three hundred miles since the crank replacement. And he's like, I'm losing about a quart of oil. I said, Whoa, whoa! Stop the conversation. If you say anything other than I have lost a quart of oil or I predict in my life I'll lose a quart of oil, the fact is it's had 2,300 miles on it since they did something. And if you say you're losing about a quart of oil, I'm like, go ahead, finish. (laughs) And he was like, 
about every thousand miles. Huh. So you're running a you're running like a seven percent two stroke now. Yeah. You know? That's one milliliter per mile. Yeah. Yeah. They don't make two strokes that are that thirsty. <laughs> and I'm like, you're running a fucking mosquito fogger. <laughs> and I found it. It was all leaking out his fucking uh, shift seal mm. for his shift leakage. Okay, well, that's... Well, it wasn't going into combustion chambers, thank God. Yeah. But he was leaving a stripe on the road, I'm sure, anytime the motor was running. So anytime the motor was so running... He directed it onto his chain. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just put a little funnel in there. Yeah, Scott yeah, Oilers. Yeah, yeah. Scott yeah. Oilers. Yeah, yeah. They, mil- they made millions of dollars on Scott Oilers. Yeah. They just got a brand new Scott Oiler on your brand new uh, Triumph 600. But yeah, it was a fucking seal. And it was the seal was shot on the shifter. Yeah. And in idle, it wouldn't drip. But touch that fucking shifter to shift gears, and it would squirt out. Yeah. Like uh, a good solid pressure blast... Or get the bike over about 3,000, 4,000 RPM and it'd come out pretty heavy. Mm. But we know how much. About a quart every 1,000 miles. (laughs) I'm like, well, that's fucking horrible. I'm like, how do you know when to put oil in? He goes, oh, you can hear it. I'm like, huh? oh, that's that's not the answer. Oh, that is Oops. not the answer you I wanted to hear. You do not want an audible warning device when it comes to your oil oh, pressure. No, you do not. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's look like, at that chat. I said, I said, did you get a, a light on the dashboard or something? He goes, now nah, you can hear it. Mm. I'm like, oh <coughs> shit, no light. Mm. That sucks. Yeah. So yeah, well, those, a, those have uh, hydraulic valves and push rods and everything like that. Is that what they uh, the setup on those? Uh, no, those are shim and bucket. Oh, okay, so yeah. that's the they're it's four inline, Oh, okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Inline thinking, four sport bike motor. Thinking it's yeah, it's that, that Daytona, not the old Daytona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, new Daytona. Daytona. Yeah, but it's just that's that's the world that this guy's wandered into. And he goes, "Well, can you do that?" And I said, "Oh, oh, oh I want to do that." My finances want my my wallet wants me to do this job, but I don't know if you want me to pay. Right. I don't know if you want to pay me to do this job, or maybe you want to take it back to the people who just did the job, yeah, and explain yourself better. And so we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen, but they, uh, we'll see. They, they he's definitely uh, he's definitely in a rough position right now with that Daytona. So yeah, it's a shame too because I think the bike I think the bike might have forty five hundred miles on it. Hmm. Yeah, and it might be a three year old bike. I know he's just this far out of warranty, so. Yeah, it's not not having a pleasant experience for him. Isn't that how it always happens? Jesus Christ, man. If we could use my wife's Fiat as an example, you know, <laughs> I think that car heard the warranty go away. I think there's I think there was a timer in the car that went, Oh, warranty's up. Head gasket. We can let go. <laughs> we can let go. <laughs> We've made it. We only needed to hang on this long. There was that female computer voice. Warranty done in 20 days. That's what you used to say. It was a, a wallet <laughs> thickness detector. Yeah. So if your wallet was ever too thick, yeah. Yeah, that, that Fiat knew when your wallet got too thick. You'd be like, oh, no, hold on. Parts not available. Right. Warranty oh, done right. in two days. Not only that, but I took it to three different three different Fiat dealers, and nobody wanted to work on it. That was my first warning sign. They're yeah. like, "Oh no, um, uh, it's fix it again, Tony." Right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was the problem. Is I think Tony was bouncing around. Don't worry, it's all right. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah, my I, brother Mario, he'll work on yeah, it. Yeah, I, I am evil Mario. Your head gasket is blown. It's blown. <laughs> well. Last time I blew a head gasket, they threw me out of the auto parts store. Hey! <laughs> uh, oh! Kurt also has 
the fondness for the Tundras. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, like he was just yeah, telling we're us both that Tundra fans. Too. We're both we're both huge Tundra fans. So the last one you got rid of it. How many? Three fifty. Three hundred fifty thousand miles. Well, like, I did was the whole tires. Yeah, they're great. So like, they're yeah, great that's, a, that's a pretty good vehicle, and I've got very good very good runability. Well, it was a little over a year old. And I got hundred thousand on that. Yeah, so. my, you put a ton of miles. I on. do. Yeah, my shitty Tundra, my, my poop-colored Tundra's got 250,000 miles on it. Just bright. Chewy. Daughter drives an Avalon with almost 300. Yeah, you see? Yeah, yeah. And Debbie's on her second. Why can't Toyota. we convince Toyota to make motorcycles? Uh, no kidding. <laughs> no shit, really. Come I'd on, buy, I'd man. buy one. Yeah. Absolutely. Just just some like just some weirdo entry level. Yeah. Like some weirdo <laughs> 500. No, cool. for, for real, if Toyota made a motorcycle, I would buy like... One of the first ones that came off the You'd line. You'd have to. I think that you might have to, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it would be if legendary. If a fucking Prius motorcycle, I would probably buy it. Like, Toyota could deviate from... <laughs> a gas-assisted hybrid yes, motorcycle. Yeah. That'd be amazing. would be the only person doing it. If Toyota brought a motorcycle, it would be a weird motorcycle. If Subaru did a two-wheel drive... All-wheel drive I think there's something like a Pacific Coast. <laughs> would be like there See what I wrote here on today? Yes, I did. You I see, was, I brought my matching Pacific Coast helmet. There's a little on that. Oh, is that what you wrote? No. The Pacific Coast helmet has the word Pacific Coast in the on the back. It's an original 1989 That's awesome. accessory. Well, golly. golly. It's so no one forgets yeah, what you're riding. I'm, I'm a freak on all that little swag stuff. Yeah. That, that is a 1989 bikes. painted to match the bike, and, and it is matching the bike. Exactly. It's That's awesome. It's the same kind of silver color off the... Pantalones and the white color off the rest of the bike, and it says Pacific Coast right on the back. Honda, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. The guy came into my shop with that helmet on his head, and I went, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Where's the bike to go with the helmet?" He goes, "I sold Pacific Coast years ago." I said, "Yeah, you still have the helmet from 1989." Yeah, whatever. I was like, "Well, I need to buy that helmet from you." And he's like, why? Why do you need to buy the helmet? I said, well, look what's behind curtain number two. And I walked him over and he goes, oh, shit, that's a 1989 Pacific Coast. And I was like, yes, it is. I'm like, do you have two of those helmets? He goes, uh, the other one's really bad. I was I'll like, take it anyway. I was like, this one's bad. How bad is the other one? He goes, no, it's really, really bad. He, he didn't want to bring it in. But he brought that one in. $20. $20. I got original equipment on a Pacific Coast helmet. And it is, uh, it's not a good helmet. Not by any standards. It is a, it is a, it is a thirty-year-old helmet yeah. by any definition. Yeah. Can you yeah. get them relined? I don't know. I didn't try. Yeah. Uh, the liner's so There's fucked up from that one. Like, technically, you can get any helmet relined, but it, yeah. how much do you want to pay yeah, for exactly. it? It's you know what's it worth to you? It's I a wear, conversation piece. I, I'm, I'm like a double it. extra medium, so I'm like a medium, <laughs> almost a large, and that Our thing is like an extra signals. large. I got you. Yeah. I've got That's a four. Like, I got a four X head. I have a real helmet problem. I yeah, you do have a helmet. You and me both. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So how do you how do you shop? Well, you HCC uh, IS Max Twos. That's about the only thing that really fits. Really? Me. Yeah. The modulars. Shit. Yeah. And then the the real cheapy XR ones. Yeah. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy retros, seventy nine dollar ones, but they make a they make a but three X and fits. Yeah, they make a big three. So if I want an open face, I'll wear that. But usually oh, wow. I wear the HJC. Wow, that's yeah. something. That's it's hard. I can't even imagine. I can't get into a Bell. I can't yeah. get into a Scorpion. I can't. Get I get into some it. of the Cleveland Browns players and stuff who come in here that have just they, they're they're Mungo they just, heads. They're literally their head big goes melons. through their shoulders. Yeah. And there's nothing in between. I don't know how. They and then they have hurt. like four inches of dreadlocks on top of that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
I had a guy that, that had that exactly what you're talking about. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. You see the strange. football helmets they wear? They're like flanged out. Oh my god. This Sometimes guy. I know when I need my hair cut because I put my helmet yeah, on it's and it's like too tight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, me too. Yeah, no, me too. <laughs> me too. I'm, I'm right there with you. You're Kurt. ready for a new helmet? I never right. have a helmet. Yeah, there. compared to you, I'm like one size up oh, here. Yeah, I had right. a guy tell me he was going to buy the helmet because he liked the helmet. He's going to cut the foam out of it because of his dreadlocks. <laughs> I went. Why buy helmets? Dreadlocks Why equal foam. Do you need to buy it? And then I got to thinking. I was like, well, the dreadlocks do offer some crash you protection. You got some padding. Pack it in there nice and tight. <laughs> he could really we just saw, get a face mask. We saw a helmet at the fucking show. Oh, yeah. At the AIM show. New technology. Blue goo. Yeah. It's a helmet. He needed the money. To propylene glycol. I'm not going to say the name of the company. Right. I'll let you research that shit on your own. But... It's got a rubber bladder. Send us a free helmet, and we'll say the name of the company. <laughs> Maybe not. Oh. You didn't feel this helmet. Ooh. <laughs> You've never in your life held a helmet that was this heavy. Oh. Really? Hmm. I'm convinced. It was a regular, like, pudding ball it was a helmet. Yeah, just, just, it was a, a, skidlet. just a half-shell helmet. Right? A true skidlet. And I'm convinced that the same people laid the fiberglass in this skidlet that make the Vietnamese side panels for the Namur Vespas that come in. <laughs> <laughs> you know where the side panel that should weigh two pounds weighs 37 pounds? Is half of it like newspaper? and? Oh, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's good fiberglass. You can tell. But I am also, there's no doubt in my mind that says it'll stop a 45 caliber Hydroshock. <laughs> it is just, I mean, this concrete floor we're standing on has like one Rockwell level softer on the hardness scale <laughs> than the fiberglass in this helmet. And this helmet, when I picked it up... That's just a shell now. you got to get into the liner. Then too. you get the bladder. Oh, no. Bladder. No, no. When I picked this thing up, I went, oh, sweet Jesus. And I mean, these guys were nice enough. They sent me an email and everything prior to the event. And this is an innovative company. They're in America, and they're doing something nobody's ever done before. It's all American-made. I'll give them the props. It's right. all American-made. And the liner, instead of being everything you've ever experienced inside a liner, I guarantee you've never experienced this before. What it is, is you know those blue cold packs you put in your right. freezer? Yeah, the chill. <clears throat> Football right. helmets. But it's the rubbery part is thick. And then the liquid part is in this, like, matrix with a bunch of holes it in it. It almost looks like a waffle. Like a it does look like a waffle. Like a it looks like a waffle. Hmm. Yeah, and a then waffle they cut it to match the inside of the helmet to go by sizes. And you can tell when you look inside of the thing, it's more of like a... Take this device, take this rubber goo, take this hollow pad that's full of blue propylene glycol, and then you just put glue all over it, and you mash it inside of the fiberglass form. Mm. So it is very slim. It fits slim to your head, and the helmet itself fits slim to your head. The problem is the fiberglass is probably three times as thick as the fiberglass I've felt in any helmet I've ever owned. Mm. It's easily three times thicker than any good quality fiberglass helmet. And I'm inc- I'm counting in like some riot gear helmets that I've had that are a little thicker than they should be because they're riot gear helmets, right? But then that yeah, that stuff inside, that that, that reminds me of one of those uh, implant. No, it reminded me of like a the helmets you used to wear in the army when you're driving like a tank or something. Oh yeah, like a, yeah, yeah, like a CVC helmet. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. It's yeah. like it's like a CVC, but it's just it's truly a skid. Yeah. It's yeah. every it's every dirtbag Harley's official law beater. When they go to Florida, they can beat the law. The problem is every skid lid in the world weighs like 
Yeah. Well, like a little baby beer. Can. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. two pounds. Right. So like a ping pong ball. Exactly. This thing Motor is, ball. if I hit Run you with route. it, you'd be in the hospital for three weeks. There's no doubt. Like, it Your is. the one side. Yeah. I put it on my head, and as soon as I put it on my head, I was like, I got shorter. <laughs> my neck got compressed. I've got, I own a couple of helmets over the years that are like modulars. And because they're like generation one modulars, they're heavy. heavy yeah. They might go as much Early as they work. might go as much as three pounds. This is a fucking skidlet, and I think it's four pounds. <laughs> so you like if you ever see a deer or something and you turn your head quickly, look at the deer, Here you go, boom. neck injury. <laughs> you might come off the bike. <laughs> yeah. That's why I say football yeah. helmets because they're made out of really heavy yeah. and it's probably it's plastic, it's whatever. Yeah. yeah on the inside inside there's yeah. individual little squares. The squares. Yeah. They look like ice yeah. cubes. Right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, an ice cube tray yeah. all over. It's supposed inside. to dissipate shock. Right. And they do what they're supposed to do, but they're extremely heavy and fucking right. totally well, uncomfortable. What I would like to look into and I just thought of this while we were talking about helmets, is a helmet where the padding is actually filled with non-Newtonium fluid. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice. Fluffernutter. Yeah. It's yeah. nice and fluffy. And it fits your head perfectly. It fits perfectly. Yeah. It, it would surround yep. your head. Mm-hmm. But the second you hit, it, it hardens. It hardens right up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Water non-Newtonium fluid starch. hardens. In, like, if you had a bowl of it right here, you yeah. could go stick your finger in it. Yeah. Ooh, that's gooey. If you hit it with a hammer, it would go back. Yeah, yeah. and it would it stop dead. the hammer. Water stop and cornstarch. It's like yeah. it's so. Nobody sleep. take my idea that's listening to this <laughs> podcast because I need to do some research. Right, and he, you know, go one, go one ounce this way, go one ounce that way. It's no longer non Newtonian right. fluid. It's just a mess. Right, it's pancake batter. The uh, which could be cool too. It could be the selling point of these uh, cherry bowl helmets though was that you could. Put it in the freezer the night before it arrives. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and, and then you put it on. And yeah. It, oh, it, right. it is. It's like it, yeah, have your it, ice pack. Yeah. Yeah. It's an ice pack. But I don't know if you've ever it had a brain ice. freeze. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> wait a second. I don't want to get hypothermia let's, in my fucking think yeah, box. Let's put, the, let's put the helmet on and drink a slushy. The last thing I want to do <laughs> is not be able to think because I've got fucking, literally because I've got hypothermia in my brain. My blood's moving super slow. <laughs> hey, Dave, how do you like that helmet? Who's Dave? <laughs> no, man, I'm, Dave's not I'm, here. Dave's not I'm, here, man. Dave's not here, man. I'm Dave's sorry, Dave. Here. I can't do that. Can't. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't know. You get, like, you imagine you put everything in the freezer. That shit gets cold. I've had ice packs on every part of my body that you can break. Yeah, it does. And I don't ever want to put one on my skull and like to encapsulate the entire top part of my head. I got a feeling that's going to slow the processor down a little bit. That's it's not going to be the best for everyone around me. My processor's already slow enough. And- Drink six beers or wear this chilly helmet. Yeah. Right. That's when you're going down the street and you're like, car, dog, squirrel! squirrel exactly. <laughs> Can't handle it! But you're Not like much. three seconds too late on each one. Yeah, so do we guess, is there anything, are any other events coming up? Um, February. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I see. Talk about one more other thing. Yeah, please. Aim. Yeah, we're at an hour and a half right now, so yeah. National wrap motorcycle, it up soon. What were your impressions? Who? National Motorcycle from Indy. The guy with the old style Harley uh, with the Chinese motors. Ah, yeah, those guys. Yeah, we should give them a minute. Wait, uh, Matt, wait. Matt, I'm Matt, sorry. Matt, say that again. Old style Harleys with Chinese National motors. Motorcycle. National motorcycles. What they are is they look like old flat trackers. Mm-hmm. Okay. They look like old flat trackers. White tires and everything. Cool. And All right. You've seen the Janus motorcycles and the Janus yes. motorcycles. Like I said, the Janus motorcycles. When you say flat, are you talking flat trackers or not a flat trackers? Track. It's more like board trackers. Board trackers. No, they're more yeah. like an upright standard. Yeah, yeah. they didn't have the standards. under. But Somewhere. you can see that this is what got made into the board track. Yeah, right? I guess it's like 
you know, your your grandfather's nineteen twelve, right? Whatever Henderson, yeah. Harley, right. yeah, five horsepower, Cleveland, Cleveland yeah. whatever Merkel, it is, right? Yeah. Right. Merkel, right? So right. six six hundred cc, five horsepower. Right. Yeah, and that's exactly what these are. And they got the look down. They got the leaf suspension down. Good looking. Visually. They look so good. They were cool. They are aesthetically on the money. Oh wow! And what I said is the Janus looks like it's half of the way of achieving wow. the goal. Right. <clears throat> this looks like it's a hundred percent of the way of achieving the goal. They were impressive. Looking. The workmanship, yeah. street legal, and everything was okay. phenomenal. Was yeah. it? The only thing I didn't care for was the Chinese motor. That's, yeah. I mean, this is the big sticking point right. of the whole thing is the motive power. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've told people that, though. I've worked on a bunch of Chinese stuff and stuff like that. It's usually not the motor itself, you know what I mean? The it's block. Or whatever. It's the right. air intake, it's booth, the wiring, the carb, right. yeah. all that. Yeah. The motors themselves. If you could spend a week just fabric cobbling, fins, Take everything off of that Chinese overhead valve motor that's on there. Pull everything off of it that doesn't absolutely have to be there. And then do a little bit of sand casting. Because you'd want it to be sand cast and have the look to it. Mm -hmm. Do some sand casting. Make some fins, some heat dissipating fins out in your backyard. Melt some pop cans. Melt some pop cans, yeah. yeah. Knock it out the old-fashioned way. Have make, make a project out of it. And put that thing together so that it has some clunky, junky-looking fins right, out there. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of thing. And really do go for that true 1910s, early, cool. craft-hewn type thing. Because, realistically, the magic is everything except the motor. Yeah. The motor could be anything. The motor could be any motor you wanted to put in there. So whether you choose to use... Do, I, here, I'll say it. Whether you choose to use the Chinese motor that he chooses to use... Or whether you want to go and get some fucking Subaru Robin diesel motor. Some little sexy, cool little diesel generator motor and stuff it in there. You can do it. I mean, that would be fun. It would be fun. It'd be cool. It'd be interesting. And it would look more old. It would look more vintagey. Then just make it look as vintage as you want. But I think everything else the guy built was great. Uh, it looks, we'll put a link in the show notes because it's a cool looking bike. It is a cool looking And bike. it does look like a true like 1912 standard motorcycle. And, you know, it's six grand or whatever. Yeah, they're not cheap. They're not cheap. But <clears throat> unique. Milk yeah. Pizza's like for posing around the neighborhood and just yeah. running around. Going out for a nice to a bike or vintage bike or something. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. and showing up on some shit nobody else has. Exactly. You win. There you go. Right. Hey, I would like to, uh, you just mentioned show notes. Yeah. Um, we should probably start bringing up the people that we are now migrating to Buzzsprout. Yeah, that's right. It's a good time to let them know. Yeah, good yeah, time to let them know yeah. that our our podcast is going to be moving away from Blogspot right. and uh, going into a new service called uh, Buzzsprout. Yeah, Buzzsprout. So yeah. is it buzzsprout.com forward slash Cleveland Moto? That's exactly right. Right there. That's exactly it. And uh, so, Buzzsprout will be feeding our RSS feed to iTunes, so all right. of our iTunes subscribers need not worry. Yeah, you don't worry. You're not going to lose us. You know, in fact, the one I dropped the one I dropped today, I already, I already just looked, and it's already up on iTunes. So. Yeah, it's already on Pocket Cast and CastBox, too. Oh, that's good. right. Excellent. Excellent. So that's good. Because that's how yeah. we roll. That's so good. the uh, the blogspot.com, I think, is probably going to be phasing out. I think we'll phase it out. And uh, yeah, we'll, we just, we'll stick with Buzzsprout, because it, it's actually, uh, I, I think that what we're doing now with Buzzsprout uh, going up through iTunes is a lot cleaner. Cleaner. Yeah, it's it's a way easier yeah. transition. Yeah. I mean, it's one drop. Yeah. Fill out all the info, drop a photo in, and bang, it's done. So it is. It's much easier to work with. I was very impressed with their layout. They're very affordable. Uh, they'll give us like 
the the level that we're at is reasonable. It's like twenty nine bucks, and it gives us twelve hours of uploads per month. So that's more than we'll that's more than we'll need to use. And if we have to, and I paid the big money to migrate all of our previous episodes over there. That was really interesting to see what it would cost to move five years worth of podcasts yeah, really. into the the world of Buzzsprout. The answer is about two hundred bucks. The uh, but they did it. And they were, you know, awesome. and they were great. So really, no problem with that. And I do like the idea of hosting it there. So that's cool. So yeah, Dustin. Yeah, the only it. limitation I saw is we had twelve hours a month. Twelve hours, and if we go over it, they uh, they just bump us up to the next level, which is five whole more dollars. Yeah, but I mean that's if we post twelve hours of. That's when we post the thirteenth hour. <laughs> yeah, right. You know. Yeah. yeah, I know I, how it works because I, I don't think we have yet to post twelve well, hours of content. And the interesting in a month. is the price goes way down after you get the twelve hours because when I transferred over all the previous episodes, they're an hour, two hours per episode, right. and there's one hundred and sixty-seven of them. Okay. So bringing over 167 episodes to there, you can imagine. That's oh no, there's many, more many than hours. that. Yeah, right. it's about, it's about 190. Yeah, yeah. bonus stuff. Because yeah. we had to, we had to, before we started actually having a, a proper numbering, numbering right. system. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. we used to do like specials. Yeah. And uh, that was that was just dumb from a number numbering right. standpoint. From that's me, I, I screwed fine. up with that. It's okay, you know. But it, the point is, there's a lot of them, and uh, so now we got them over on the on the Buzzsprout. And that's cool, and they were very easy to work with. So yeah, migrate. So don't look us, don't look for us at the Blogspot thing anymore. But yeah, we'll just we'll just let that shake itself out. Yeah, you're so, asking about events and February. You know, everybody's dying to ride. Weather sucks. Tim Burke puts together one in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. It's becoming a world class show. Um, Is this the and brewery? It's in, a, it's in a Rheingeist brewery, hundred year old brewery in Cincinnati. Yeah. It's where that crash came from. The other day. Oh yeah. Like actually, you, you yeah. said you were meeting him with a guy named Crash, and I was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Crash. Yeah, Crash. Yeah, Crash. Yeah. 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 Patrick comes. Patrick's one of those guys. You see, he's like Jackie. Yeah. You see him everywhere. See him everywhere. Yep. So, uh, but uh, and Tim Burke's one of our friends. Yeah, and he's, a great guy. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely part of our community. Um, and uh, it's garage brewed, being yeah. in bikes built in people's garages. Yeah. There's a couple professional builders in there, but for the most part, it's some cool bikes guys have built together. They do a great job in the presentation. They set up some big beer kegs and put bikes all over. And I mean, they probably had four or five thousand people there last year. I don't, I'm sure the fire marshal, if he would have came in, would have had a cow. But <laughs> well, it was awesome. That's not for him to know. About. Exactly. So, oh, in yeah, fact, I right think you. probably. I, I don't know what the plan says. Are the local fireman. I haven't <laughs> talked to Tim. I, yeah. I, I see it outgrowing that that facility just because it's got well, so. Well, I mean, I'm very happy that the, yeah, like that we got that kind Tim of. Tim does a first class job. We got and a, it's nice in February because your board is crap and but you need some. And Cincinnati is a good central location. So. Yes, it is. Absolutely. So, just throwing that out there for Tim. That's very cool. Yeah, we definitely need more stuff like that. That's that's excellent. We got a, a real fucking treat at the shop today. Honda CB five fifty nineteen seventy six chopper. <laughs> fucking choppers. Coffin tank. Jesus Christ. Coffin tank. Fucking rigid. Fucking. Oh. It was down. it was chopper with the capital C H. It was. Yeah. Wow. And you know I dated. It was. Hopper. I looked at all the parts. It wasn't on a sea hopper. It was a chopper. Yeah. It was a chopper. <laughs> I, uh, the bike's 76, so the bike had to die in natural causes of, or get hit by a car prior to being built into a chopper. Uh, so the best I'm thinking, looking at all the stuff that's on it, I think the bike was put together in about 1983. Okay. <clears throat> I got a question. Why? Who was riding choppers in 1983? <laughs> Just a cool kid. <laughs> People that live in trailer parks. 
I mean, how bad were you behind the power curve if you were building a chopper in 83? Okay, well, how bad were you behind the power curve building a chopper in 2005? Yeah, there's a whole new chopper culture. There's a whole new chopper culture. The what was the one on Craigslist? Which one? I had so much fun with it. It had a funny name. It was a. Wasn't the sucker punch Sally? Oh, the, the, oh, oh my God! No, the fat pounder. Yeah, no. the fat pounder. No, it wasn't fat. <laughs> fat was, it, was it the cunt punch Betty? <laughs> <That's an ultra. laughs> yeah, right. It was something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but the uh, but yeah, that was the beginning, the leading edge of the forty thousand dollar ass jewelry. Um, but that, like, to think about it, like Miami Vice was already on TV. Yeah. The world of sport bikes was becoming amazing. That's, about That's that, yeah. that was the culture then. Right. Yeah. Right. So that was when the Ninja first came out. Who's the guy who's actually out there building? Say blow up. I don't know. I'm just making sure my bike's still upright. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Still upright. Okay. The, uh, I think that's the paramedics over there slamming doors. The uh, bastards. No, it's bastards. But like. In 83, 84, the whole world is going to an absolutely different direction than choppers. <laughs> so you couldn't be less cool than if you had a chopper. Yeah, maybe we got a good deal on all those yeah, parts. All those like, leftover parts. All the leftover yeah, J.C. Whitney yeah. parts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing is built almost mm. exclusively out of Dick, Dixie and J.C. Whitney catalog. I recognize every Everything part of it. Uh-huh. It's hilarious. got the valve cover, the peeper covers that are the four-inch long spikes. Uh, <laughs> peeper covers that are just waiting to rip your legs open. And they're big metal four inch long spikes. The uh, everything on this thing is a spike. It's got a pike nut every fucking where you could put a pike nut. There was no bolt or threaded orifice on this vehicle unpiked. That was just like that seven fifty you dropped off of my garage. I have a fucking can full of right, pike nuts. Of pike nuts. Yeah. Right. There were fucking forty pike nuts on that seven fifty I dropped off. Yeah. Every every yeah. single one. Yeah. I mean there were, there wasn't a nut anywhere. It, no that wasn't a valve pike nut. covers? Pike nuts. Yeah. Right. There was just no doubt and that's what this thing is. And what is a pike nut? It is a nut with a pike on it. It, it is, is a sharp porcupine nut. It is literally something that should never be on a motorcycle. Could a never. pike nut go yeah. there? No. Yes it will. Right. <laughs> no, pike nuts on the end of the goddamn handlebars. I, I stopped listening at every body or, every orifice. Every orifice. <laughs> we, we should make a candy called pike nuts. Pike nuts. Right. Extra pike nuts. But that's what this chopper is. The chopper is ridiculous. Somewhere under under all this pork it looks like a fucking porcupine. The motor looks like a porcupine. And somewhere under all the spiky bits is a CB550 motor. <laughs> and it's just no amount of engineering went into the design or the application of this chopper. <laughs> just moving it out of the back of the guy's truck into the shop, it nearly fell over three times. Because the chopper flop is so bad, the wheel kind of turns backwards. Like, the wheel goes so almost far at a 90-degree angle, it will almost kind of go backwards. Uh, and the, the front tire... I don't know how they did it. We know the bike's from 76, because the bike's a 76, mm-hmm. the motor's a 76 CB550. The front tire is probably 1963. <laughs> There's no way this tire's as fresh as 76. You know, he probably did. He probably transplanted a whole front end off an early oh, yeah, top. What, did, yeah, well, what he's got mm-hmm. is he's got the, the CB550 fork legs on there. With those ridiculous 12 over tubes, but then he's got a rim, a 21 inch rim. So he probably, you're right, he probably took the 12, the 21 inch rim off some old chopper, the 21 inch rim off some other build, 
and shimmed it in and got it to go in there. Ooh, ooh, because that's, that's odd. Usually they went small, 16s and 17s. Nah, 16 on the back, 21 in the front. A little in the front. Let me guess. Let me guess. Yeah. No front brake. Yeah. No, no. It's got the really. It's got the oh, Honda get out. single piston. It's got the Honda single piston disc. That's no chopper. Yeah, we should do. We should get some old bubble gum. And remember those baseball cards? Yeah. With the choppers on. Yeah. Just coming to bubble yeah. gum. I do. See if we can find a picture of the bike. He wants me to put. The funny thing was, he, he's like, "Can you Excuse put a? Me. Can you put a speedo on it for me?" I was like, "Sure, I'll do one of those little chopper jobs. Do a little short cable. Put it down on the fork legs. When you're riding the bike, you look down, you see the speedo down. There. Those are kind of sexy." Mm-hmm. And you're not cluttering up the top, keep it all looking naked. He's like, well, no, I was thinking put a digital Speedo up. I'm like, no, <laughs> dude, look at this. Twin bicycle. This is seriously, this is a tribute to everything wrong with drugs. And you're going to put a digital Speedo on here? First of all, I don't think your analog wiring system can handle anything digital. I think you need to keep ones and zeros away from this bike. <laughs> go, to the, go to Target and buy a Schwinn bicycle one. Right, exactly. It has a little wire and a yeah. pickup, and you glue a magnet to the sure. rim, yeah. and you mount the magnet. Mount, yeah. That's yeah. what he's thinking. Mount your damn phone up there and use it. Whatever. Like everybody else. I'm, I mean, my brain is going, well, you know, I want to keep this thing at least honest to what it was when it was built, when it was built as much of a fucking debauchery as yeah, it no, is. Yeah, I get that. As, as much of a shit show as this thing is. I would want to keep that way, but he's just... So the, the long and story, short of this, he's a young fella. Feller. Him and his partner came in. Him and his friend came in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, hold on, hold on. They're not gay. Gay people wouldn't have made this decision. Camaro. <laughs> yeah, they are... They would want the Prince motorcycle. No, and what I'm saying is this is a Camaro decision. This is not a gay decision. This is a Camaro decision. Because what they did was they... We're like, you know what's cool? Choppers are cool. I should get a chopper. And they went on Craigslist or eBay or Facebook or whatever, and they bought a chopper. Yeah, we don't know any of those people, do And they we? bought a chopper, and they brought it in. I was just like, who's going to ride this? Because I've ridden some sketched out fucking shit that I'm like, yep, proud to say. Mm-hmm. I've, I tamed that beast. I got, I got away with it. I'll I got away with it. Yeah. Yeah. I got away with it. Now, here's the keys. It's your problem. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is just like that. This is one of those. This is one of those, like, dude, these kids, whichever one of these two decides to ride it, you're going to die. Never going to make it. And this is first, this is motorcycle number one. This isn't fourth motorcycle. Oh. This isn't fifteenth motorcycle. Bike. This is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I want to yeah. be there the day he goes to get his license on that. I was bike. just gonna <laughs> say. Yeah. Well, yeah, I want to see you get your license on that bike. He did ask. He was like, "So he goes. So do I have to put turn signals on this to make it legal?" And nah, I said, "At least you're worried." And I said, <laughs> "Yes, but you're a million miles from that. You're so far away from turn signals right now. His uh, number one cylinder has sixty psi." Oh, geez. number two, three, and four are all fine, but number one has sixty psi. The bad news is only number one and two are firing. So, that's a lot of work. Well, that's weird. He's 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 way out of the game. Yeah. So yeah, he's out. He's he's a long way from riding this thing. But he's like turn signals. You know, I'm like, no, you're not going to put turn signals on this. I said, you're going to get a historical plate. You're going to do everything you can to convince the law enforcement officer behind you that he needs to look somewhere else because this is old school, old school, and this is not supposed to have turn signals or mirrors or or anything like that you're supposed to have. And no matter where you're riding, we're coming from an event. What do you mean he didn't have mirrors? What do you mean? He didn't have the Iron Cross mirrors? (laughs) I got two other shelves going to sell them. Okay. Yeah. 
I got two left. I'm going to sell them. He's going to he's going to leave here with the two iron cross mirrors. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> hey, we're pushing on two that's hours. We got to wrap this guy up. <laughs> All right. So that's about it. Anybody else have anything important to say? No, nah, I didn't think so. Appreciate the invite. It was Thanks fun. for coming up, man. Uh, love you guys. Any anytime, dude. You guys any, keep any, us entertained every week. We appreciate yeah. it. Anytime yeah. you can get in town, we you're, you are Always welcome. Like hanging with you guys. Yeah, yeah, we do too. I mean, we enjoy having you. Out. Uh, you know, next time we'll be in a tent with a guitar and shit. It'll be, there you go. It'll be that that was fun too. I'll bring some guitars and, yeah. and yeah. or do you play guitar? I'll bring my acoustic you bass. Yeah, yeah. Johnny brought his the AMA two years yeah. ago. Well, yeah, I yeah. need to play it more. <laughs> you do? Oh, you frustrated music. I, I play bass, guitar, ukulele, yeah. all, all, all. Do you know what I like to play? Above. Skin flute? Skin flute. <laughs> <laughs> Outro <laughs> music. Drive fast and take chances. This is where the waveform gets really big on the podcast.